the Spanish announce table. It is Pro Wrestling's best podcast. It is our Thanksgiving special. If you're down. Uh, Tom, whoa. AEW full gear this weekend. Possibly the greatest death match, Texas death match of all time. Texas, is there anything different about a death match or a Texas death match? Anyway, yes. Possibly the greatest match of all time in that regard. Happened over the weekend. We'll talk about it uh, as we go along. We've got somebody left us a voicemail on the Spanish announce voice mach- uh, answering machine, right? I still haven't. I fuck that up every time. Tom, I'm excited to talk about all of this and more and talk to our friends in the chat here on the YouTube live right now as we do this show every week. Every week? Sometimes we do it now, now on Wednesdays, right? Normally we do it Thursdays, but Thursday here in America, it's a holiday. We don't want to fuck with that, right? Nobody wants to, like, jump in after all their football and their turkey. Actually, people probably would love this podcast on a third. But anyway, we're doing it tonight, Tom. I'm excited. How are you? I'm okay. I'm having a real bad pain all of a sudden. That kind of oh, sucks. Oh, really? Um, all right. Well, I'll keep it rolling. <laughs> We've got no. It's fine. Jeffrey's uh, in was, the chat. Oh, okay, right. Well, what I was gonna say is, uh, <laughs> pro wrestling podcasts on Thanksgiving can also be problematic, as you recall, the podcast that ended a lifelong friendship and created so many lawsuits was dropped when Colt Cabana talked to CM Punk, and that was the. Doctors were trying to fuck me. Ryback is dangerous. They fired me on my wedding day. That's the most popular podcast on the Thanksgiving day I could ever recall. Well, so we, obviously, I mean, we don't want to end this by having controversy. So you know, well, yeah, tonight, like I got nothing you're gonna sue me for. So like, what do you? No, oh, well, there's plenty I could sue you for. <laughs> We'll get to it. You can have all the debt. You can have all the debt. All right. Jeffrey Sills in the chat. He says, what up, turds? He also says, shout out to the Midwest bad boys, Tim and Tom, this Spanish announce table with a bunch of emojis on there. And I'm too old to see him from this far away. And uh, Jeffrey Sills also (laughs) says, all I want to know is do you swerve? When you drive, it's also a little. The lights are fucking. They're in my uh, face. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it's the lights. It's the you know, time of day. Yeah. Cataracts. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the things. All the things. All the things. So, Tom. Um. Yeah. Everybody should join the chat when we do this. If you don't know when we're gonna do it, you can find out by subscribing to us at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. When you go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, you put in your email. It is completely free. Ninety nine, and you can get all these little like not all of them you're gonna get like one a week when it says hey going live tonight and you can jump in and join in the chat like a like jeff's do like uh, theo normally does and uh man i'm excited to talk about some wrestling tom you ready to listen to the voice machine or you got anything else i am in your life that you no wanna, like, i want to listen now nah, therapy it. for you i know you know nah, I mean? sometimes know. you gotta be like you nah. know what? let's talk about old ladies all right yeah no, no. <laughs> nothing about old ladies right i mean all come right, on yeah. jesus christ <laughs> yeah. tits hitting their knees we don't need yeah. to talk about them assholes god <laughs> damn yeah this podcast took a turn i felt like all right so tom you, did turns, you know this old women yeah. can't do that <laughs> that's true they don't swear when they drive actually they can't happened turn. to me it actually happened to me today or the other day I, w- I was leaving a place getting ready to drive home and a car drives you know i'm getting ready to turn left and a car's i'm waiting on a car to go in, in front and the car behind it turns off the road and as it's doing that it looks at me and it's just shaking its head like what the f-? and i'm just like 
oh, that was weird. And then I turned and I very quickly figured out what that person was so pissed off about for the next five minutes behind this old lady who I really was thinking, I was like, I might, like the cop shop was right on the left. I was like, I might pull over here and tell them like, you got to, like, this lady's going to fucking kill somebody. Well, bad old old lady drivers. Anyway, Tom, enough about that. We're going to talk about pro wrestling, but you know what? Before we talk about what we planned on, what we sit down and put on paper that we decided we want to talk about, we want to know what the fans talk about, what they want to hear us talk about, all that kind of stuff. So you can get on Twitter, use hashtag Twitter. Are we still telling people to do that? Let's not. We got a couple. We got a couple. (laughs) Oh, did we? We got some Tweet the Tables? Yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to pull those up. All right, before we pull those up, let's talk about other ways you can contact us. You can go on Twitter, use hashtag tweet the table, and we'll read them on the show. Normally, I'll pull up a little graphic, but I didn't realize anybody was still on Twitter anymore. We do live tweets, so follow us on there. As long as it's alive and lets you live tweet, we'll do it there. I don't really condone anything going on in Twitter offices or anything like that, but if it's available, use that. Use hashtag tweet the table. We will do that, and we'll try to do that later today. But you can also send us an email to tableshow at gmail.com, or you can send us a voice or a video clip. Try to keep them short, right? Like this show, mm-hmm. you know, calm it down. Uh, and one of the best who does this very frequently is Ash Hendricks. He left us a Spanish announce voicemail. Tom, are you ready for this? Let's do it. Hey, boys. What's good? It's Ash. Um, right, so just for some context here, right, I've only just started to tune into Dynamite. Full Gear is a little like in about three hours from now or whatever the fuck it is. I'm literally watching Dynamite now, but I had something I wanted to say, and I don't know if it's going to be outdated. I don't really care. It is what it is. Let's go. Right. <clears throat> you know what annoys me with AEW sometimes is like this stop-start booking, because I don't think they know what they're trying to do with everybody at all the same time, which... I think I mean every fucking company has a problem with that, but like something annoys me now. I've literally just seen Hook come across from Master Rain standing next to Orange Cassidy, and Hook barely got a pop. And remember, this dude was over as fuck when he first came out here, and it's like he's playing second fiddle to another group, and it makes me think, right? If if we're just gonna keep him second fiddle whilst we build him and become him and make him like a more confident seasoned performer, what was the point in him fucking leaving Taz? leaving Team Taz and having and not being with Starks and not being with Will Hobbs. Because I'm looking at the three of those guys in particular and that you could argue that they're in the same spot as they were when they were all together. Like, they turned Ricky heel. I mean, they turned Ricky face because we got popular to turn him heel again. They only just got Hobbs popping again recently and Hook is not doing anything. And I'm thinking, you could have kept the three of these guys together and they could have been like in different spots right now. And it's like... It, it seems unnecessary because these are all three guys that need to do something. And besides Starks, now they're not really doing anything. You know what I mean? Not doing anything worthwhile. Worth, like that could be that's showing to their like possibilities and potential. That's what I'm saying. And it just frustrates me because they do they be doing that a lot. They did that obviously they did that with Wardlow and now getting Wardlow back together. They stop start Lance Archer all the time. You know. uh like, they, they push Sheeta, and then they don't push Sheeta, they keep her off, and then they put the belt on her twice, and it's, uh, it make, it's just weird. Like, this stop-start booking and hot potatoing and everything, it just, it annoys me. Anyways, uh, I just have to get that out there. Uh, sorry I haven't been on the last two weeks, I definitely forgot to record messages, but here I am back now. Um, I may send another one as the week progresses, um, but we'll see. And until then, you've got this one. P.
Peace. Have a good show. Love yous. Uh, awesome. Love yous too. And um, yeah, last time he told us to drown, so that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, hey, look. You know, yeah, week hey, to week, we're, you we're never up know. Down. Yeah, where are you? Yeah. Yeah, no. Tom was close to punch me in the face several times. You know, you never know. You never know. Today. Right, so today, yeah. If he could have, like, virtually digitally punched me through the screen he might have done it uh, no when you were here I was oh punch yeah that's true i was there you know why i was there we'll talk about that later let's talk about what uh what the call so, yeah that's all right yeah gosh see you could have seen the big grin on my face if you were watching this live podcast listeners um tom ash is correct mm-hmm. they have made they being aw has made just decisions sometimes because it felt like making a decision right and i know sometimes you're like we got to do something this feels stale and you know we might be some of the stuff that fuels that you know we being the collective like iwc right because we're like this sucks this is boring and and they go okay and you know sometimes we don't know what we want right vince mcmahon wasn't necessarily wrong in that statement i mean he's a little more sinister with what he meant by it than i think what, what it really means and i just yes could Team Taz still be a thing that had legs and be going? And, and yes, it all relies, though, on subtle storytelling over time with realistic interactions between humans. I'll talk about some examples where they're doing it right now as we talk about Dynamite, right? Um, and when we get to it, because we kind of go through Dynamite chronologically if you're sticking around with us, right? So I'll show you mm-hmm. some ideas of where they do it right. And uh, to be honest with the Team Taz thing, they never really did do it right in many ways, right? A couple times when they did the breakup story, like maybe they did some things right there. But uh, yeah, yes. In hindsight, though, I think it's easier to say that, right, than to when you're in the moment to think, you know, if we keep sticking with this Team Taz thing. So... I don't necessarily blame them a whole lot, but yes, I do feel like sometimes, man, you guys gave up on some things too, too quickly. Right. Even for as much as we've, we've shit on them for some things that they've stuck around with too long. Right. Not to give a tepid take here, but no, he's not wrong. Like there, there's been some things where we're like, eh, you could have done something with that, but then you just shit on it. And then you just put them over here and now they're doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a lot of pro wrestling. A lot of people do that. I'm convinced. So the narrative, whether we know it's accurate or not, but the narrative that hasn't been fought by anyone from AEW is that Tony Khan controls everything that we see, right? Everything that we're seeing. Now, a lot of people like to call him, you know, uh, the snowman Tony Khan and allude to like cocaine. And that's why we're starting to see start stop uh, booking. I disagree. Now, whether he does cocaine or not, I don't know. I don't care. But I'm saying as far as the decisions on our television, I've come to the belief, whether it's right or wrong, that he has four, three to four stories that he wants to tell. So, for example, right now, he wants to tell the MJF story. He wants to tell the Christian Cage story. He is ramping up to tell the Sting story as we get to his final match. And he wants to tell a women's story. Usually that's right now. It seems as if sky blue is the story he wants to tell or timeless Tony storm, right? Those are your handful of stories. Everything else I'm convinced is legitimately not that he listens to the crowd. Like, you know, but it's, Oh, wait a minute. That's getting traction. Okay, go. And then, all right, well, that was kind of cool. Okay, good. Well, then what's the next thing? Oh, wait a minute. Hey, you know who's in town? Because it's his hometown. It's Sean Spears. So let's do that because that would make sense. The crowd would love it. 
which they would, right? Like in the one night Sean Spears shows up, that's yeah. great for the crowd and they like it. And local media might even say local guy Sean Spears wrestles yeah. tonight, right? So I think he only has these stories, right? These stories in his hand. And then everything else is just a, okay, that's cool. Nope. Okay, cool. Like, cause it's not important to him. The important thing is this, the meat and potatoes. So that's why Lance Archer shows up because we need a big guy to lose to hangman. Well, who's the biggest guy that can take a loss? It's Lance Archer. That's right? here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Well, and it was in Texas, like the Texas death match right. is what I'm thinking. So we got him out there. Boom. And it's done, but that's not his intent. He doesn't care. I mean, obviously he cares about people, well, but like he doesn't care about the Lance Archer character right now. And that's yeah. the problem. I think, I think if you were to, in my opinion, the best booking, this is just me, is tiered. If you say these three writers, whatever we're saying, bookers, whatever the term is that you want to say, their whole intent with AEW is to establish the star, right? Hook, for example, we need to establish him to be whatever it is. Now that might take six months. That might take two weeks, right? CM Punk just says, send Hook and we're fucking off to the races, right? Like that's how it all started. You know what I mean? So you have a certain set of people that all their intent is, they don't care about the main event, right? The, the title picture is not even something that is on their job responsibilities. It's established stars. Then it's a secondary group of the mid card guys, right? Okay. So hook got four wins. He has the FTW championship. What now? Oh, right. And then Tony Khan can be the guy that says, yeah, that's all cool. Right. All those fun things. But these four stories is what I want to tell. And then you get that week to week. Then it would be more, co more co coherent because again, I don't think it's on his radar that he knows that, you know, Sheeta was you on ever, last week, but she's not on this week. I, I imagine you know what I'm about to talk about here um, <clears throat> because of your degree. Um, newspapers, which is an old guy reference here. The editor, right? Their job was never really like, I mean, they had a few things that they know like, hey, we've got to tell this story, this story, this story, this story. And other people are out here writing those stories, right? And they bring them yeah. in and they go, this was a good job writing this story. Yeah, can you change this and this and this because this guy did this over here and like we're gonna put this actually over here on this spot instead of this one so like we need it to flow that way better make that change and they go okay and they come back to him and then that guy comes over and he's like hey i, I made this story right for this person like you're saying for hook and he goes hey this kind of really sucks can i get a rewrite right or can, you know what i mean or this is amazing it's going right here in fact i'm gonna move it to the top spot right because it's so good that's how you kind of get that oversight right and that's kind of not Look, we don't know. We're not behind the scenes, but kind of feels like that's not how it's flowing there in AEW, or not even necessarily that that's how it flew in WWE either. I don't know. I, I, again, look, I don't know. Don't own a professional wrestling organization, so mm -hmm. right, yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I think I know I think Cirque du Soleil. Method... We always reference it to Cirque du Soleil, right? They travel. Right, right. They have a bunch of characters, yeah, but that's different. They, they always but, have but the same story. Are, but it's the same story and it's the same character, right? A person can yeah, play the same character and you know no different. Years, right? So that is yeah. different, right? It is much different and it's going to take a lot more. Look, I don't know. I, and look, it's not my money to say, right? But like maybe you have to have a few more, right? Like you have to have writers that can be there all the time on the road constantly. And so like 
You've got to have a crew of folks traveling and and those kind of things like, oh, shit, we thought it was going to be Lance Archer. He's out. We had to figure out a state over other, you know, fill in the blank big guy was available. So we pulled him in. We got to write something for that now. Right. Like Mm -hmm. shit's got to happen. I understand. But um, I don't know, man, like it feels like it could be done. Right. It feels like we could like we've worked shop away here that like I, I feel like you could accommodate this where it doesn't just feel disjointed like Ash is noticing here. Yeah. My worry with that as Tony Khan as editor is he's such a, and again, I've never met him. I scissored him one time. I scissored him one time. That's all. But I think he's such a wrestling fan that if you were to say, Hey, I've got the story for hook for next week. He's going to be like, yeah, but that's not what we want to see. And then you're like, but it's good. No, no, it's good. But I don't want to see it. Like, all right, well shit. That's why I think you need to say, if he could commit to it now, that's another hurdle to cross. But if you were to say, Hey, Tony, we get 35 minutes a week on dynamite and collision, split it up. However you want, but we get that time. And he says, sure, but I don't give a fuck. Right? Like, unless it starts to get on my radar, that powerhouse Hobbs now is super over. I don't pay attention. I'm paying attention to who's the devil, right? If that was the method, I think that would work pretty successful because then you're saying, hey, Tony, don't bother, right? Invest yeah. in what you want to talk about. I don't know. Yeah, That's what I feel like would the, work. The only thing there, I think I think you're right. With, with their current kind of level of crew, you could take the same amount of guys, and like you're saying, where you just say, Tony, these are your stories you get this time. John, these are your stories you get this time. Mike, yeah. you get the, or do I, right? Let me, any white guy name. And then, up with. Um, but, you know, but then, yeah. like, and yeah, then, and, and, yeah. Well, I was going to say, and then Tony Khan can can say, hey, I'm taking that from you, right? Because he is the owner, right? So if it's Will or Yuta, right? Let's, it probably yeah. would never be. But like Will or Yuta starts to be the biggest thing in the world. Then he goes, oh, hey, I'm going to take that because I got an idea. Okay, great. Yeah. Now I'm taking someone from the starter crew who's going to be Willow Nightingale or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, I would just attack it a little more. And I think they do this specifically with MJF stories. A little more planned out, like, over a course of a couple months, right? And well, I think it takes the editor. Now, should that be Tony Khan? Probably not, right? So, like you're saying, Tony well, Khan gets 35 minutes. The editor goes, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to put these here, here, here. I'm going to mix that in with this. And, you know what I mean? Tony mm-hmm. Khan's obviously going to, whoever owns the place, is probably going to throw some veto power around once in a while, I'm sure. But, like, yeah. I, in fact, it sounded like that's the way they were going to go over on the WWE Endeavor side of things with the McMahon thing. And then it sounds like they really were like, okay, you really suck. You really got to get in. <laughs> like, you're done out of yeah. there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, that's a simple solution, I think, that at least, like you're saying, you might get some disjointedness with, like, hey, you told very similar stories there, um, right back to back. But at least, you know, it's not the same person who ran out of ideas uh, trying to mm-hmm. tell the seventh story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason why MJF specifically right now is so heavily invested is he's the main character of AEW, mm-hmm. right? I think yeah. after, I think after hangman lost his world championship to CM Punk, the main character changed. I think the first three years of AEW, the main character was hangman Adam page. I know that Moxley was champion Jericho and all that, but the main person week to week was always what is hangman? How does hangman? And then he got the championship. Yeah. Yeah. And then once he lost it to punk now backstage things, whatever it was, 
okay, MJF now is going to be the focus, the devil and all of that stuff. And now it's still continuing to who is the devil going after MJF, all that. So Yep. Yeah, I think well, that's yeah, what, they I had think, the sidebar with the when the punk thing threw up, so they kind of like right, exactly. Then yeah. they got back there, yeah. So I think Tony Khan writes, and this is just my opinion of how I've seen the weekly television is there is a main character that might change, but right now it's MJF. Before it was Hangman. Next, it might be Swerve. Right? We don't know, but the next person could be Dan. Housen. I think easy, easy. Dan Housen has to stay healthy. He's very nice. Very evil. Very evil. Very fragile. Um, can't stay healthy. When was the last fragile. time you stayed healthy for you? Yeah, fragile. Fragile. So, all right. AEW Dynamite happened last night. Oh, you know what? We did have some tweet the tables. I had them up earlier. Uh, let's yeah, let's hit those up real that. quick. Let me do them. All right, let's quick. do it. Tweet the table. You can use hashtag tweet the table to talk to us on the Twitter, and we'll bring them up. Normally, like I said, I try to bring up a graphic, but you know what? Missed it. Sorry. Didn't realize they were still happening. Katie, the first lady, says, How sad is it, uh, by the way, that Zelina and Mia Yim were the only two options for women's war games? We need fresh women on this show, not having to get someone for the other roster who has nothing to do with this. Hashtag SmackDown, hashtag Tweet the Table. I'm going to be real honest with you. I have not watched SmackDown in months. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, yeah, if you would have told me there was a women's war games going on, I would have said with who? Becky Lynch, probably. That's who I'd guess. I don't even know. Apparently, Zelina and Mia Yim are in it. Couldn't even tell you. Look, and this is not to be rude to Katie the First Lady. We love Katie the First Lady, but I can't. Man, love her. I, we've talked about this WWE thing, and I have earnest, like, there was a while a while back since the last time I watched it where I thought I was like, man, you know what? Maybe I've been shitting on it too long. Try to get people are liking some of these storylines. We try to give it a thing. I hear McMahon's honestly on his way out. Now that Endeavor is giving him the, yeah, yeah. Thanks grandpa. Thanks for selling us the company dork, uh, <laughs> kind of a move, which is great. Um, that I was like, all right, let me give it a shot. And just, uh, I don't know. It's still just meaningless. It's all paint by numbers. It's like, I don't watch WWE. I haven't. And honestly, I haven't since I don't watch. We, I will watch segments. I'm not going to act like I didn't see a segment, right? I'm not going to be that cool guy in the IWC. I've seen segments. However, full transparency, I watch holiday, Halloween, or spring baking championships on Monday night or during the football season, Monday night football. So I don't watch raw and Friday nights, I'm definitely not watching SmackDown because I'm usually obligated to go somewhere or do something, right? Now, with that being said, up until two weeks ago, because that was the final straw, I was watching on Tuesday mornings the recap from WrestleTalk of Raw and then Saturdays of SmackDown. So I would know what would happen, but I never saw it, right? It would just be this guy would say, and then Charlotte Flair came, right? So I would just listen to what the show was in five minutes or something, seven yep. minutes, right? And never, it did nothing of, of it sounded interesting. It all sounded like, oh, okay, so we're doing that thing again, right? Now, I watched it Tuesday morning. Uh, I did give up on it two weeks ago, but then it came up on my recommended because I live on YouTube. So it came back into my life, right? I clicked on it. Why the fuck not? Thanks, algorithm. Yeah, exactly. I said no, but you 
brought it back in like an ex girlfriend. Um, like, we know you always say no, you little tease. <laughs> but they, but they, they said how the fifth member of the men's war game was announced, and it was so fucking lame. Now, I'm not gonna act like AEW fucking knocked hold out on, of the park right. when they right. hold on, hold on. Let me get no, no, no. Well, let me okay. Well, hold on, well, you're gonna I'm gonna tell right. you something before. Yeah, I'm not gonna act like AEW knocked it out of the park when they did the Kota Ibushi video and he wasn't there, right? So I'm not saying that AEW yeah. was faultless. They fucking sucked on that too. Or the, how would you think? we've got an amazing signing, and then it's like a guy we've already featured 14 times. Uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> all right, so you're telling me there's a men's war game match. Is it brand mystery? Uh, fuck, I don't know. It, it's okay. it's a mystery fifth person. Do for we know the who good the four, can you tell me who the four are? Yeah, you know? it's Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso. Because obviously they would all get along. Who are they facing? Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. Oh, shit, I was going to guess Drew McIntyre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sheamus. Oh, that would have been fun. No. Uh, do you want uh, me to tell nah, you? Just tell me. Fucking... Okay. So I'll tell you how they did it, though. Okay. So it was Randy Orton, right? Randy Orton oh, is the fifth person. for He's real. Okay. All yeah. right. Can he but, well, we'll find out because was it a, what do you, we, what do you, what do you get injured from? Sorry, I know I'm interrupting. But. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, anyway, if I got, yeah. wrestling, he got hurt from day. wrestling. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're in car crashes every day. That so old dong cast idea we had. He's gonna, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's gonna be wearing pants. I don't know. Yeah, but the way they said it is, Cody had an old friend that he could call on because Seth ran out of options. Uh, Jay Uso ran out of options. Sami Zayn ran out of options. They're no friends. one could be this fifth person. And Cody said, I have an old friend, right? Oh, okay. Who is it going to be? Because I think what they were trying to say is remember when Rhodes and punk were in AEW together. I think that's what they're trying to allude to without telling you. Right. But then uh... they get to the main event segment and Cody goes, you know, I've got an old friend. Some could say he's a legacy friend. Some could say he's at the apex of his um, whatever it was, right? And then the crowd is chanting Randy Orton, right? And so he goes, the crowd knows who it is, but he doesn't say it, and Randy Orton doesn't appear. That's the show. Fade to black. I would be so fucking pissed if I was at that show and be like, you telling me Randy Orton's here? No but you're telling right. me it's Randy Orton. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? So here's, here's where they could instantly get my viewership back. If instead of what that was, if he's like, I got a friend, some could say he's a legacy friend and they bring out DiBiase Jr. But he's the new nails. Cause he's in a jumpsuit and he's like, <laughs> right. Oh, I got one week in me. So somebody unreleases his chains and he fucking goes and attacks. And then he like beats the guy up and they put him back in chains and throw him back in the cage. Yeah. That'd be fun. He's a con. Um, All right, that'd be great. Yeah, but, that sounds lame. But, uh, well, and I, like, but I get like why Cody they did. Rhodes. Well, cornball Cody, of course. But I get why they did it a week ahead because it's not going to be CM Punk, so they didn't want it's the mystery and the whole crowd in Chicago chants CM Punk, and then they're let down Booze because it. it's ask for Randy refunds Orton. and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. However, however, and again, AEW fucked this up too. If you're gonna tell me. 
that the brand new person in a team or signing is in the company, he's got to be or she has got to be in the fucking show. Like, you can't just mention it and go, oh, that's it. Like, yeah. you got to have the payoff of an RKO or a fucking pose or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how the fuck did you screw that up? Triple H, lifelong wrestling fan. Like, do you see he's why? not good. No, no, I was going to say, he's not good week to week. I I will say this till I'm blue in the face Orton? or it changes. No, Triple H. Oh, Triple Go H. back to NXT. Yeah. Everyone has the biggest hard-ons for takeovers. Deservingly so. A lot of those takeover shows fucking ruled. Watch the weekly show getting to it, and it's boring as fuck. It is the most boring hour or whatever it was you could possibly have with an awesome payoff. And that's exactly what Raw and SmackDown are. Just fucking boring. Get me to the pay-per-view. Big fucking cool moment. Go back to the same shit. So let's put this in some context, right? Uh, football, right? And I do this because a lot of our, you know, like I've seen the uh, demographic numbers. We got a lot of dudes that, that uh, listen to our podcast and watch our show, right? You mm-hmm. get a coach, right? Which Triple H should be a coach in this essence, right? When you amass a team, you can play in a very specific scheme and get folks very specific to that scheme right and try to do that scheme very perfectly with those folks or you can just go like i'm gonna get the best group of dudes i can find right like best talent and just throw them out there and like we're just gonna be better athletes than y'all right and i feel like triple h goes that way right and so yeah we get like wow holy shit right like those guys did a banger of a one-hour match where they beat the shit out of each other sheamus and you know walter right or like oh my god you see all the flips and shit and they did all that right and like you're saying like the stories, though, week to week, you know, yeah. I feel like Tony Khan is trying to do the other way, maybe not doing it so well, right? Where he's like, I've got these ideas and I'm going to do these stories and I'm going to bring in these guys to do it. And like, you know what I mean? They may not be the prototypical, you know, pro wrestlers over there, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't, the, the Triple H thing, again, like there's no stories here. The Bloodline storyline is being told. I don't know who's writing that, who's headlining it. I feel like Paul Heyman has a lot of influence over that. And it just, it's long and drawn out and it should have died a long time ago. And outside of that, I haven't been excited in, in a storyline over there in, in anything. And I wouldn't even say I was ever really excited about the bloodline one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that I like Katie, the first lady and hashtag tweet table. I like Katie, the first lady so much. I'm going to read another one of hers later when we're talking about AEW along with another one from Mr. Fourth row. And so as long as Twitter exists, you can use hashtag tweet the table. I'm going to have to remember to check it, to be honest with you. And Tom tweets there every night if you're still on the Twitter. So follow that along, right? Not every night. Every di- every I AEW mean, night. Every yeah. AEW Dynamite. Did you do it tonight? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't catch. Yes. I wasn't. Uh, well, God damn. Yes. yes, I did. Thanks for the support, Tim. Jesus Christ. A uh, yeah, busy I, man. I, I, a busy guy. I, uh, no, Places we'll to see people to do. You know I, what I mean? We all got shit, okay, there, yeah. pal. We yeah. all got shit. Yeah, right? I, know. I know. I know. I got a fucking tumor, okay, and I'm coming I through. I know. Right. Yeah. I know. Well, you were tweeting. Yeah. yeah. I know. I watch you tweet. I knew you had a handle. I gotta watch you tweet. Well, like Micromanaging you know your I mean? tweets. Yeah. I like it. No, oh, yeah, that's true. I could like it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could like it. You, you could, could show like support for me. But you don't. Shocker. Let's talk about uh, the next one, right? We got another one? No, I'm going to save them for when they come up in our full gear discussion, which we're going to talk about full gear as we discuss tonight's AEW Dynamite. Because 
they hit on a lot of the fallout from AEW Full Gear. And if we missed anything, we'll catch up at the end and discuss right. there. And some of these tweets relate to that. So we'll stay with that. Definitely. Now, speaking of AEW Full Gear, Tom, mm-hmm. if you no. listened to last week's episode. Hey, no, no, no. We'll talk about it later. Let's just talk about it later. No one needs to know right now. We'll oh no, we're gonna, no, we gotta talk about it now. No, 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 talk about it in the chat. We nah, we can't Andrew. deny the fans what nah, they want no to see. I thought for a second I was like, did I miss something? Did Tom say, say we should no. like hold this till later? No, no, nah, no, no, no. We do a predictions no. where no, no. Uh, before the pay per view we all go like, all right, we we're gonna predict these matches, right? And by and large, we were right. One of us was seven and two, and the other one of us was six and three. That's a pretty decent clip of predictions. Um. But we put stakes on these predictions, right? We we compete mm-hmm. against each other. And the loser, as of late, has had to wear a shirt of the best wrestler of all time, Jeff Jarrett. And currently, if you'll notice, I am wearing a Spanish announce table t-shirt, which you can buy on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Spanish announce table oh. and buy you one of these shirts for 20 ish dollars based on the selectable versions of your choice. Now, Tom... Uh, the shirt you're wearing, however, doesn't look like a Spanish announce table shirt. It's not. It's Hook. Wait a minute. It's not. What no. did you do this? What is, yeah. <laughs> why did you? Look at this asshole. How did you get this shirt on me? I'm looking at the YouTube. How'd you do this? Fuck you, Tim. You and your mm. wizard Photoshop. I Man, never wear good a on you, Jeff Tom. shirt. Did you see no. what I'm saying about how it's off-centered? How it's not the the... You keep yeah, you wanting to like, way. you're like, no, I gotta like fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> this shirt sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I don't like anything about it. I don't like the colors. I don't like his face. I don't even like the goddamn guitar. Shocker. I don't like guitars. Um, I told you. It's weird. One. It's a weird shirt. I said at the same time, it makes you feel cold, but it also burns. I was like, I don't know how he managed that. Jeff Jarrett is a weird guy. He's the worst. I hate him. Hate him with all my heart. Uh, I tell it to anyone who'll listen. I hate the man. I hope all the worst things in the world happen to him and only him. Now I feel like those things are going to happen to me because I got you say you were like, this even smells like a carnival. <laughs> it's, it smells like a carny piece of shit. It even smells like a carny piece of shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking, it smells like a, a gold scheme ripoff. You know, it smells like banging another man's wife. It smells like putting a promotion down the tubes with a horrible name. It sounds. It smells like getting your old friends from a piece of shit company that went out of business just to bury young talent that would be very good otherwise. It smells like a motherfucker who thinks he's got talent but can't tie his own shoes. It smells like a motherfucker who has a dad who probably touched him when he was a kid. Allegedly. Talking about Vince McMahon. No, I'm talking about Jerry Jared, the other fucking weirdo in pro wrestling. That wasn't allegedly with man. Somebody molested him, right? Wasn't his fucking. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying Jerry Jared allegedly molested Jeff. And that's why he's fucking weird. I have no. Allegedly? Oh, I don't know. Okay. No, I'm just saying that's what it smells like. It smells like that. I'm not even saying it's real. I'm just saying it smells like that. Jeff Jared. Memphis. Who the fuck? I gotta find a way to get Jeff Jared. I hope you do. I hope we do it face to face. I hope you do. You want to like you're like no, let's do it at your house. If you get Jeff yeah. Jarrett, on <laughs> yeah, let's go right to your fucking. Oh, house. wear the shirt. I'm like, <laughs> I will wear the shirt. I'll smack the fucking taste out of his mouth and for fucking get him in a... <laughs> Oh, I would smack him right in his mouth for ruining 
some of my wrestling memories. That fucking loser prick. You know, uh, Taylor Swift was his uh, babysitter. Yeah, that's weird, right? I don't like that. I don't either. Why does he have to corrupt Taylor Swift? Fucking asshole. No wonder she started with country music. Oh, okay. my work. Keep doing that. Uh, guy at my work lives in Bogota, Colombia. And uh, yeah. on the call, we're like waiting for a call. Something. And I haven't talked to this guy in months or weeks or whatever. So I didn't like, I didn't realize like he knows anything about me, right? Like other than, you know, a few things that we talk about in large meetings. And he goes, so uh, are, you, are you a Swifty now? And I was like, what? And he goes, are you a Swifty? And I was like, are you talking about because Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, listen, aren't we all Swifties? I mean, I was like, really, aren't we? <laughs> it's like, isn't everybody? <laughs> isn't everybody? Hot take. Hot take. I understand. She's a billionaire on a level of fame that is not really surpassed by almost anyone else, right? Objectively. Travis Kelsey is cooler than her in every regard. Oh, 100%. I do not get that part. Like, I get the, hey, we're just talking about business and flirting and stuff. But like, by January, let's not say, by March, right? When he's not playing, and I don't know her tour schedule. Let's say she's not. What? What is it? Because yeah, I don't got. Yeah. Look at his dating history. I actually, you want to hear? Ooh, ooh, ooh! Spanish and non-stable exclusive. You want to hear what I actually think? I think he's cheating on her. Already. Huh? There's a girl. Yep. There's a girl at the NFL Network. She's from Kansas City. She was at the draft. She went to fucking Germany. Just to randomly say, I'm from Kansas City. This is a great atmosphere. Taylor wasn't Is there. he cheating or is this a publicity stunt and is really dating her and this is still I th- all part this of is... a media thing? So, again, this is what I think. This is no great. Evidence. I love this. All right. Yeah. No yeah, evidence. I love this. All right. Yeah. I think this... Sorry, wrestling fans. Yeah, who <laughs> cares? It's fans. the news. It's the, <laughs> yeah. well, it's the news of everyone. Everyone's fucking talking about it, right? I think this is how it went down. I think Taylor Swift came to Kansas City to do a concert. Travis, being single, thought it would be fun. And smooth as if, fuck. Well, not, not even that. Just that it would be fun to do a picture where he's handling, handing her the bracelet. Ah, uh, and now I'm famous, right? Adjacent, right? Yeah. Doesn't happen. He mentions it on the podcast because it's a very, very popular podcast. Someone mentions that to Taylor. Taylor, being a nerd. Then goes, he's kind of cute. Hmm. I'm on the rebound. He's kind of cute. Football guy likes me. Yeah. Right. So then Travis is like, well, don't call my bluff. All right. What's up? You know? Yeah. Then they always ready like lunch meat, baby. (laughs) Yeah. And then they meet. And look, she's not a bad person at all. Right. She's of course not. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they hit it off. Right. Hit it off. But then, and now I think that's where the moment we're in at. I think now he's like, what the fuck is this shit? And he goes back. Well, yeah. And he goes back to his roots. Again, look at his uh, dating history. And there is a very attractive female in Kansas City that works with the NFL that is always hanging around Arrowhead Stadium. And I think, well, that's a lot cooler girl than the one I'm with. And he doesn't know how to get the fuck out of it. Oh, the the next album called Arrowhead. 
Oh, it's going to be fucking great. I can't wait for the acoustics called Cincinnati's better than Kansas city or bangles. You know, the third single is going to be called bangles. The the first oh, single is going to be called Josh Allen or something. Be like, you Kansas city, you guys fucked oh, up. And like, uh, 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 yeah, she's going to write a song. The Super about, Bowl, And they're all going to cry. About it. Yeah. Well, and then she's going to write a song about year, not yeah. going to Kansas City, right? She's going to be like, oh, I left Kansas City because, you know, going to Kansas City is the most popular oh, yeah. Kansas no, City song. No, what I do understand is she's going to pepper in some slide disc that all her people are going to be like, oh, sick burn. Ooh. And we're like, that was dumb. <laughs> well, and then we were like, Travis is still cooler in every regard. Travis Ooh, is cooler in every regard. My wife and I were um, walking around, you know, one of these holiday boutiques, right, where they got all these vendors, and some people have all these, like, cheeky things about the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, and, like, it was, like, oh, Kansas City, worst. home of the hotter brother, all that kind of stuff, right? All the and my shit. wife was, like, you know, given the news recently that Justin Timberlake might not be a, a super nice dude, right, uh, to folks. Um, uh, specifically I know that. ladies he's dated. Yeah, there's been some recent stuff that, uh, you know, he may have done some, you know, not-so-nice things to ladies. Um so well, she did goes, they deserve it? She goes, <laughs> what were they wearing? Um, no, so yeah. she was like, she were was they like, asking for it, Tim? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so uh, she said, in light of that, she goes, I think I'm gonna change my hall pass to Travis Kelsey. And I was like, sure, you know, whatever, right? And I was like, wait a minute, we live in the same fucking city as Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's gotta hold be hold on, out of now. State. wait a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, hold on. Well, and even more so, it is out of state, technically, but like, well, you know but yeah, I mean? it's got to be out of area. Yeah. At least 100 miles, right? Come on, give me. Yeah. 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 You got to consider if you would make the drive. That's how far away yeah. they have to be. Look, look, I mean, there's only so many nightclubs in Kansas City if you happen to be at one of these fucking things. <laughs> like, That's true. You know, you know, that like, is true. All right. Anyway. Pro wrestling, we were here to talk about pro wrestling. We got AEW Dynamite, which will lead us to talk about AEW Full Gear and why Tom was wearing that that beautiful shirt because of it's the not three beautiful, we Tim. Differently, he's not fucking beautiful. One. It's not fucking beautiful. It looks beautiful on you. I know that much. Well, look, I'm not going to make anything look bad. So we fucking know Man, that. Make the clothes, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the best he's ever fucking looked in I his life. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't yeah. help it that I look good, yeah. smell good, can dance all night long. All right, Tom, then let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Yeah, let's talk about, speaking of the coolest people ever, let's talk about the coolest pro wrestler going today. That would be one, Swerve Strickland, and he kicked off the show uh, in the first round, I guess. I don't know. The Continental Classic is what we're talking about here. The first matchup that we see is Jay Lethal versus Swerve Strickland. Full transparency. Uh, again, because I think more people need to help with the booking of things. I know round robin, but I don't know what that really, how many rounds, right? Are we doing double elimination? We just doing until someone gets to 12 points. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't really know what round we're in. First round, sixth round. I don't know. Right. Uh, but if I may, I believe the idea is in round robin, everybody plays everybody. But Once, how many times? Right? Okay. One, like everybody. I mean, but is right, that yeah. clarified? They did not. No, they should have clarified right. more. Right. That's what I'm saying. What I'm I didn't understand, I was like, case. I was like, okay, there's two different groups, so I'm assuming at the end, the winners of the groups face each other. Like they haven't hit that one, right? Unless I've missed that. Have you heard that? Like I'm assuming that would make at the sense. End, yeah. The two winners of the groups, or do we have like four winners and we do another round? Like, tell me right. what's going on here. Yeah, I think you're right with your first scenario. But I don't know, right? But 
let's talk about this. So it was Jay Lethal versus Swerve Strickland. And mm. let's talk about first, before we get into this match, we got to talk about why the crowd was so pro Swerve Strickland. They were doing the who's house, Swerve's house, damn near for the first five minutes of this match. Why, Tim, were they so pro Swerve Strickland is the coolest man in pro wrestling? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, he was involved in a match where I feel like they played it safe. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you know, I just wish they would have went for a big spot or something like that during this. Yeah. Set. Jesus Christ. This Texas death match felt like watching a car wreck, dude. It felt like watching. It felt like watching an autopsy when you didn't know you were about to watch one. Mm hmm. If yeah. I could describe mm -hmm. it like it, it's you ever seen the faces of fear movies? Right when you were younger, back in the day, like the or faces of mm. death. I mean, excuse me, not face of fear, the faces Maybe. of death. Maybe it was some old VH tapes that made their way around back in like what when we used to be tape trading days of pro wrestling. There was also these tapes that went around that were faces of death. Right, you couldn't necessarily okay. just walk in and rent this at any video store, but it was okay. videos of people actually dying through various measures. Ooh. Right, like Jesus, like various different. Okay, um, yeah. And yeah, you know, some unfortunate of us who are, you know, changed forever were introduced to that without knowing what they were about to be introduced to. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's, that's what this felt like for me. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it was just like, Jesus, what is going on? And that happened quickly, right? Like very quickly. Oh. I was like, oh no, I got to put the phone down. <laughs> like there's no, there are no calls. Hold my calls. Mm -hmm. I said to my yeah. nobody, but you know. The Texas death match. Here's what I first, what I want to say before we get into the finish and then get into the first match from uh, tonight's dynamite is Swerve Strickland wins this match uh, Saturday at the pay-per-view beating hangman, Adam page. I picked hangman, Adam page because hangman, Adam page up until that point had never lost a Texas death match. Hangman, Adam page, arguably with Swerve Strickland had one of the best Texas death matches of all time. I just told you before we recorded up until revolution. And I still, you know, don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but up until, uh, or excuse me, full gear, my match of the year was Texas death match. Yeah. John Moxley versus hangman, Adam page where hangman hangs John Moxley from the top rope over, uh, to the, you know, bottom of the, uh, of the, uh, mat, I guess. And so that's pretty incredible that however you want to rank it, but in the top echelon of Texas death matches, hangman was in two of them within one calendar year. That's fucking wild. And both guys did absolutely amazing. Swerve did the physicality right from the jump staple gun to the chest a staple gun to the cheek these were real staple guns because they stayed there the entire match it wasn't like a blank staple gun yeah. that they used however i would argue the physicality was a 15 out of 10 Ugh. 15 out of 10 now i don't know if it was planned i don't know if it was in the moment but the moment of the entire fucking pay-per-view in my opinion was Hangman oh, taking Swerve's yeah. head and drinking his blood, and then I think you have it now uh, yeah. as one of our shots here, and then spitting that 
into the air like he's Triple H about to start his own fucking WrestleMania main event. That was fucking mind-boggling that that would even be something that I would see, right? Because you, we've seen Nick Gage matches. We've seen pizza cutters to the head. So not to say like the physicality wasn't, uh, but it was also nothing that I hadn't seen to that level, right? Now the storytelling made it awesome, but to drink another man's blood, and I know they're probably tested and all of that stuff, is objectively fucking insane insane and so we get swerve strickland beating hangman adam page uh by hanging him uh which was a choice as the kids say (laughs) because uh if you go the other way you might be making news the wrong way and so swerve hangs hangman now there were shenanigans and i think you know you were talking about is this the best texas death match to me, I still just by this much put Hangman Moxley over this because Brian Cage. Kind of like how when people talk about uh, Osprey and Omega, the one in New Japan and the one in AW, they say that they, they like the New Japan yeah. one because of the Don Callis thing. I obviously don't care necessarily for those matches. I like more of this. And that's why that the slight little thing of Brian Cage getting involved kind of was like, it was unnecessary, especially when yeah. it led to nothing. It didn't lead to the end. Like, well, it, it kind of like did. that's how you know Swerve I mean? was able to finally get the victory because he received help directly from Brian Cage. Then, like, okay, I, I, well, I think they kind of tried to say that because Hangman takes out uh, Brian Cage and then Swerve takes a cinder block. Yeah. And if he wouldn't have been looking at Cage, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and then from there, he never really regained his ability. To, right, to exactly. Yeah. But so, like, it was um, a long ways yeah. away, right? We kind of forgot. And then it was like, oh, yeah, Brian Cage was in that match. Which right. Again, and so. I just don't know. Mm. I mean, like, there's a way you could have Nana's already ringside, right? There's a way he can do something to, you know. Another just all-time classic moment in this match <laughs> is Prince Nana got physical. If you haven't seen the match, yeah. he also gets but there's a moment right before he gets beat up where he eludes physicality by doing his dance. Yeah. He backpedals out of. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. He's the best. He He's the, the best. best. And uh, so. Well, Jeffrey Sills even here. He says Swerve no sold the staples. Uh, was like, uh, or he said, when he no sold the staples, I was like, he's in his element. This match was better than the Mox and Hangman. Uh, he said, I love the Nana spots in the match, the one where he pulls Swerve out before the 10 count, which was awesome. Yeah. He did also clarify, and we're going to talk more uh, after we, you know, when we get back to Swerve's match on Dynamite, that uh, the every one of the wrestlers in this Continental Classic wrestles each one, and the top two of those groups go to a finals, and then those winners go to a finals, right? So we get like a fucking semifinals into a finals, basically. Semi- but anyway. Okay. Gotcha. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah. Look, again, the staples were great. It got my wife, who was reading a book and heard the noise, look up and go, I swear. She goes, I don't like this. <laughs> she's never said that before. Right? She's been like, well, that was... she goes, I don't like this. They need to stop now. And I'm like, yeah. well, they're not. Look, I, I, yeah, my wife typically doesn't watch wrestling at all. Doesn't really like it. Not her bag. Doesn't even really want to be around. Like, just like, whatever. I'm going to go somewhere else. Right? Like, 
fine, whatever. Thinks it's kind of dumb, right? So she's just like, whatever, you do your thing. Um, if if I were ever to be like, hey, watch a thing with me, I'm glad it wasn't that night. And then just been like, oh fuck, the Texas death match. Just like she would have been like, never again. I'm never trusting you again to ever watch a thing ever again. Um, and look, I I've said this. I said this to my boss because I told him to watch it. Um, I was like, listen. The hardcore matches like this aren't always my thing. I don't hate them. It's not, I'm not, like, grossed out by them. I'm not, like, pushed away. It's just not my thing. I don't need it. I don't need all the blood. I'm fine with storytelling otherwise. I like getting an, an enhanced physicality when the – and this story did call for it, right? So it's fine. Um, but I told him, I was like, you got to see this. But I was like, but, like, I, I don't think you understand. Like, this is different. Like, th- I was like, people are calling this the greatest of all time. Like, this is something where, like, it was just mouth hanging open. Starting from that hangman spot, I was like, oh, no. These like, and I think that was after the staples, even right. But like, that was where it was like, yeah, I mean, you'd seen staples, right? Yes, they were doing some intense stapling, but you'd seen that the blood dripping, him doing the fucking like it's a tap, like it's a fucking beer on tap, and then spinning it, and just the pride on his face when he did that, too. By the way, if you go by, like, like mm-hmm. he's fucking like kicked back, like, yeah. like, yeah, I did that, <laughs> like, just yeah. like, I was just like, oh no. Tonight's about to get crazy. I was like, I'm never going to. Yeah. I think the staples stick out more to me. And I don't know if, you know, we could review all the past staple spots in major promotions. Obviously, a GCW, it's legit. But I've always thought like it was a blank staple, right? And it was, oh, and he stapled them, but there's nothing in there because it'll make the sound if you don't have the staple, right? But seeing it in his chest it, yeah, was the part where I stapled go, like, stuff to him. <laughs> yeah. The cheek. Yeah. yeah. But before that, the, like seeing it in his peck, I was like, Oh fuck. Cause again, not to, not to do a tit for tat, but let's not forget. John Moxley took a legitimate fork to the head of hangman. Hey, let's talk about the pizza cutter. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. Nick Gage to Chris Jericho, which by the way, side note, we'll get back on track. The greatest moment, I said this earlier because Emily was just, I don't know, weird conversation. I said, the greatest moment in television is Nick Gage taking a pizza cutter to the head of Chris Jericho and then a Domino's commercial playing yeah. <laughs> at the same time. That's better than the ending of MASH or the finale of Loss or Seinfeld or all that. That's the greatest moment in television. Barna. Yeah. yeah. Barna. Yeah, that That's little like, side clip. Like next, that's the best moment. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, look at this fucking pizza cutter." Yeah, yeah. it's the best. I, that's the best moment in television. Okay, let's get into <laughs> Swerve Strickland uh, wins the yeah. match, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's get into tonight's match. It was the first matchup in the Continental Classic: Jay Lethal versus Swerve Strickland. We did kind of a deep dive on the Texas Death Match. This obviously doesn't live up to that, so I don't know if we need to go move for move. No, but it was long. Man, this match went for a while. This was the longest one of these matches uh, that they did. Felt like it. Yeah, Yeah, definitely definitely was. I didn't. Um, I didn't time it. But Swerve Strickland. uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Swerve wins. And like the thing that just felt a little. Yeah, Scrowd was behind him, obviously. And, I mean, what's he going to do to top what he did, right? So, this feels like, hey, it's it's a match in a tournament. So, he's got to do it, right? But well, like, it gets just, him going. It does get him going. But, like, it did just feel like, yeah, okay. So, like, yeah, you beat up Jay Lethal. Like, it did feel like, all right, spinning the wheels will swerve. It was like, I, it was just like, hey, here he is. Okay, now he's gone again. I don't know. I, I don't know the best way to describe it, right? So, I, I want a little Whoa. more now that we've got Swerve so hot. I don't want to lose mm-hmm. the steam, right, of the dastardly stuff he did. 
So I think the biggest miss is, and they did this later in the night, so I feel like they could have done it with Swerve. The biggest miss of the night is if you're going to kick off the show with Swerve Strickland, you have to have Prince Nana doing the dance, bringing him out. Swerve is the coolest guy in pro wrestling. I will say that every single time, right? But he is cooler when Prince Nana is with him. By the way, the entrance at Full Gear was amazing. The dancers with Prince Nana, and then Swerve just like appears behind him and just walks and no sells it. I love that he no sells it. That he doesn't yeah. involve himself, makes doesn't it even smile at the guy. He doesn't doesn't even, yeah. even acknowledge uh-huh. it. Just keeps on going. You know, that was the thing I think that was missing tonight. I think the crowd would have popped even hotter to start the show. If the first visual we see is Prince Nana doing his thing and then Swerve walking past him, because you can't have outside interference or no one ringside, I and get it. Think... Well, what is it? Hold on. But what I was going to say is, but then you fast forward to Jay White taking on Roosh and the ass boys are with him and then they get kicked out. I feel like you could have done the same thing with Prince Nana. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was yeah. a miss. That was the one miss, I would say, with the opening of this. Uh, Swerve goes on his evil run. Nana is his manager, right? But then, like, we get a Swerve face turn eventually because you know, it, you know, everything has its its course, and it's because Nana is convincing him to loosen up, and and you know, what I mean, and do the Nana, and he's fine. You know, as we're all about ready to cheer him, he finally one day after his hard fought victory of doing it the right way, does the fucking Nana, and everybody fucking goes crazy. Everybody oh. goes fucking crazy. Well, you take that one step further. You have Swerve finally, all right, no, no, you know what? Here it goes. And you just get him one shoulder to the other shoulder, gates of agony, jump him. Prince Nana is like, that's the dumbest dance of all time. And Swerve's laid out, and he's like, what was that guy You're pulling the Austin in a suit thing, right? So he's like, all right, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, fucking. Yeah. And and Prince Nana is like, who would ever do that dance? Why would anyone do like just yeah, like that we? fucking thing? That's the dumbest thing in the world. It's like when uh Chris Jericho one time on commentary was talking about MJF uh as he was walking to the ring and MJF, you know, he wears a scarf. And if you recall in yeah, WWE, yeah. and he's like, Who would ever wear a scarf walking to the ring? Yeah, yeah. Like, do it like that. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah, fuck yeah. is that? And everyone, yeah. Dark. So so yeah, Swerve Strickland gets the victory, and then we go backstage, and Renee is with Hook. Orange Cassie and Shibata and Orange says he has an announcement, but before he even gets to say it, Yuta walks in and he's talking some shit and he calls hook a young boy and tells Shibata he wants his pure championship back. So let's take a step back at full gear. One of the matches I incorrectly picked, I believe uh, was the matchup between Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. We both incorrectly predicted that one. So I guess if you didn't know, obviously, if you're watching this podcast or listening, you probably know the outcome here. But Orange Cassidy picks up the victory or over John Moxley and kind of wore him around like a hat. Like yeah. it wasn't necessarily, I mean, obviously, there was a back and forth, but it wasn't like this, oh, John Moxley has it done here. It was kind of Orange Cassidy one way traffic. What did you think about that? And what do you think about Orange Cassidy, still your intercontinental champion? International champion international yes same thing um enter yeah. something interstellar yeah potato passado all right so uh interesting move with like you said 
decisively an Orange Cassidy clean victory, right? Like, didn't have to pull one out of his ass, right? Didn't get a lucky punch in. Um, I mean, I know he he wins with a punch, but you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, yeah, it was a, like, I was better than you tonight in a wrestling match win. And that was unique Um, for Moxley, right? Um, Interesting. Yeah, I... Man, him still being the international champion, it it's fine. Is the best way I can say it. I don't know what else to do anymore, and I kind of felt like, ah, who now, right? Like I just, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not feeling yeah. it as much as I was when it was a thing, right? Like I feel like we're trying to look in the rearview mirror now. Hmm. I agree. I think you know John Moxley is obviously. Uh, one of the biggest stars in AEW, the backbone of the company for sure. If you were to take a leak, uh, take a peek behind the curtain. So I always that take he, a leak behind the curtain. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I always take a leak Look, wherever you can get. As far it. away, man. Don't don't want to walk. Um, but so if he conquers John Moxley, I mean, those there's only two or three people that could take the title off of him and make it mean just as much, right? It's like a Danielson. MJF uh, and who else, right? Like those are the top guys. Oh, Kenny Omega, right? Like those three would be the three that would take it off. That would mean maybe a little bit more than Moxley. So then he went through that. I don't still know. Yeah. Where do you, where do you pivot to? Where's the next person? Jeffrey Sills says, I feel like they should have made him lose again and make Mox his measuring stick throughout his career. Uh, and that works wow. if you have a plan to like ultimately put Orange Cassidy over, right? He yeah. finally I'll beats tell you, Mox uh, for a big prize, right? I'll tell you my uh, thought on Moxley when we get to the main event in regards to this Continental Classic. I already have an idea. I think other people do too, so I'm not like going to drop you on the ground. You got but the inside scoop? Right. No, but I got an idea that I think uh, will work, so we'll see. Um, all right, so... Uh, Yuda talks some shit. He leaves. And then Orange Cassidy's like, Hey, but I still have an announcement. And Renee's like, well, we're out of time. <laughs> just moves on. I know. <laughs> that, that was funny. Yeah, we're just we're out of time. One, yeah. Um, yeah, it felt like she was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah. Well, no, it no. kind of felt like she, she thought like your announcements are never really an announcement. So like, let's just move it on. Okay. You know what I mean? I gotta, so I got to work on the yeah. next interview. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta I got an extra time. spot tonight later that I got to do that. I didn't yeah. Plan for. Fuck so next up, we get MJF and his music hits, but it's not just his music. It's the blend with Adam Cole, baby. Baby. They're walking out here on crutches. Again, slight miss. If I had the pin, right? You come out on scooters. You come riding out on scooters together where they're like the BFFs. Like almost, I don't know if this exists, but if you could get a tandem scooter where they're both on the same one, that would have been perfect. I don't know if that exists or not, but like have them go down you if know, it one doesn't leg exist, at a time. It feels like if you started early enough in the day and paid somebody enough money and brought them two of them, they could fabricate you one that like right, yeah. a tandem. Yeah, but that's they what I thought right. they should have done. Now, I get the visual, right? It's them limping to the, you know, okay, whatever. But still, I thought that would have been more fun. But it didn't happen that way. Uh, they walk down. They do their boom. They have their fun. And MJF uh, puts over Switchblade was one of the best, but he lost to a guy with one leg. Go they could have at least had somebody, like, they could have been both being pushed out in wheelchairs by, like, yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something. 
Yeah, or in the wheelchairs, they race down to the bottom. Now, that could actually hurt Double them, wheelchair, yeah. right? Like, there's like a yeah. like side-by-side yeah, wheelchair. Don't they make those? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so MJF talks about the main event at Full Gear, which some people are thinking was overbooked. I would say it wasn't because we got the thing that they said. It was just fun to get there, right? Because sometimes it's boring just to say the main event and we never see or develop anything. It's just the main you event. Say overbooked. Right? What do you mean? Like, so the delivery was the payoff wasn't a big delivery. Well, or? so the, so at full gear, we kicked off the, or we end the zero hour with MJF and Samoa Joe defeating right. the guns. So now that means Samoa Joe gets his title shot, right? MJF then gets injured by the guns. Uh, yeah. And he goes to the hospital and says, yep. Cole, don't let him take my title. Then I guess because fuck it, we have to have a new champion, I guess. The board of directors or whatever says, Jay White, you're the new champ. And then Cole comes out and he goes, Nope, I'm wrestling for MJF. Okay. Yeah. And then they say, Sure. Then we get to the main event. Adam Cole, as clear as some good cocaine, walks out there with his ugly-ass beard. Shave the fucking beard, Cole. If you're not going to tan, don't look even worse. Anyhow, side note. Um, And Cole's like, all right, Jay White, we're going to fucking fight. We're going to wrestle. I literally have a cast on my foot, but I guess AEW's cool with it. MJF comes... Clear him. That one was bothering me. Yeah. All right. All right, so we're talking yeah. about the story, right? But like, yeah, that one bothered yeah. me. Like, well, hold on, like, yeah. this is where so, they, yeah. All right, we'll talk about it later as we go on. But keep, keep going. Well, I was gonna say that's the part where people are thinking this is overbooked yeah. because okay. yeah. then the ambulance comes and MJF is riding, you know, driving the ambulance, yeah. gets out, he's hobbled. People are stopping him, but no one stopped Cole. Adam Cole, who's in a cast, right? <laughs> yeah, and he hobbles. And then throughout the match, which was pretty incredible, MJF beats Jay yeah. White and retains his championship. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily disagree that it wasn't overbooked, but anyway, uh, you know, uh, where we, I don't even know where we were at this point. Well, so MJF says, Switchblade, you're one of the best, oh, but you lost right. to a guy with one leg, right? Then uh, he says he's the greatest champion of all time, of all time. And then he says, uh, no one's on the level of the devil and the devil who ever stole my mask. You know, I'm a kick your ass paraphrasing. And then you see the devil and he laughs or she laughs. And then that's it. And then Cole says, hey, we got story time. And he's talking about he's got to leave. He wishes he was here every week. Wink, wink, wink. Uh, but he's got to go. Samoa Joe then walks out. And is like, hey, friend, how you doing, MJF? You're such a friend of mine. You're going to own up to this agreement we made, right? Yep. And MJF says, blow me, which was censored. Uh, and then Adam Cole says, hey, man, you got to own up to your word. The old MJF said he wouldn't do it, but you've got to be the bigger man and do it right. And so then MJF is like, all right, fuck, I guess. Let's do it tonight. And then Samoa Joe's like, no, 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 no. I'm not taking excuses, which again, feels like you're a heel. Wouldn't you? Anyhow, he goes at world's end, me and you, I want you healthy. So you have no excuses. 
And then MJF says, in Long Island? Sure. And I like that because then the crowd's like, fuck Long Island. He's like, I love deep dish, okay? Suck it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, calm down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. calm down. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they agree that they're going to have their main event match, Samoa Joe, your challenger, taking on MJF, the champion. And Adam Cole's like, you did the right thing, MJF. Good job. So let's talk about all this. Yeah. So MJF is your champion. He is. He agreed to have Samoa Joe as his partner so that then Samoa Joe gets the title shot. He did. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't want to fucking face Joe. Yeah, who would? Cole says, you got to, you said you would be a man of your word. So then MJF begrudgingly says, yes. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Then Joe says, I want you at your healthiest because I guess that means more as a heel, whatever. Um, So I'm going to watch your back up until world's end. It is heel hubris though, to be like, I want to show everybody I was even better than you at your best, right? So I, 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 I can buy into that to some extent, yeah. Yeah, and I guess with you're not Joe, always a smart his, heel, right? Like, you're, yeah. Sometimes you're well, and you I guess with Joe, his heelness is not cutting c- corners; it's brutality, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I right now, I feel like he's stop. playing with his food, right? He knows, like, I'm gonna beat your ass whenever it is, even at your healthiest. So fucking fine, get healthy. And then well, so eat. here's. Here's the, I don't know if you want to call it a plot hole or not. Because again, Joe is credible as they come, right? Like you say you're going to fight Joe. No one's going to be like fucking easy work, right? However, three weeks ago, I don't even know. Grand Slam beat him clean. MJF beat him clean. Wasn't even like shenanigans. Just straight up. I wouldn't know. I think he used the tape. But like choked him, which is yeah, not a big like, deal. Yeah, but like I mean, that's yeah, that's that's fine in an AEW match. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, man, yeah, I don't, I do like the promos are great, right? We we do know that, oh, right? And and like he's awesome. like, you're my property, so like, don't worry about the devil now. Yeah, interesting moves with the devil though, right? So the devil laughs, it cuts out, it almost immediately went to Joe's music, didn't it? Well, didn't the like devil laugh? Mm-hmm. Then then it was like Joe walking out. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and so, but it was yeah. like, well, wait a minute, Joe's not the devil, like. There's still more to come, and I'm glad we're still there. I am just, yeah, it does feel weird. Everything's falling apart. I do think you're right. I think the easy answer here is Adam Cole is the devil. He's trying to, you know, puppeteer everything from behind the scenes. Yeah. The the uh, we the we go ahead. We do have a tweet the table, uh, Mr. Fourth Row. Mm-hmm. He says two one legged men equals one full man, right? Just insert some gear, sprockets, whatever it takes. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, there you go. Because apparently, if you believe the backstage reports or whatever, whatever, uh, when MJF did the big elbow on the broken table, when he landed, hurt his hip, separated his hip, which, goddamn, if that's true and he kept going, Mm. what a fucking, Mm. Mm -mm -mm. what a fucking admirable thing to do that you probably shouldn't have. Radiating Um, pain from your groinal region is never fun. Wherever it happens. Yeah, well, and with your hip, it goes around yeah. to your ass, down your yeah, hamstring, it's, it's a whole, your quad. Yeah, yeah. It's everything. It's a whole fucking thing. Can't yeah. move. Can't so, move without it. Tim, I think I'm going to do this each time we see the devil, just for fun check-ins. But day before Thanksgiving, uh, November 22nd, 2023, at 10.51 Arrowhead time, who do you think is the devil? I I think Adam Cole now. I didn't think Adam Cole before because I thought they want us to think it's Adam Cole. 
right? Mm -hmm. But you've Mm -hmm. said it then, and you said it again about earlier. You're like, sometimes the easy answer is the answer. That's why it's the easy answer. And, like, that's a fine story they're telling. Like, that you saw beforehand just makes you a little more astute. doesn't make the story bad. Um, So, uh, yeah, I kind of think it's Adam Cole right now. Or my dark horses, it's still MJF. Ooh, okay. Let's do that. We'll do that each time. We'll do who it is and then Dark Horse. Because that always gives you like a, well, I also thought, right? I think I'm changing my pick, Tim. Changing it. You wrote me into this, didn't you? The whole time. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but I'm changing it. Yeah, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I do, but now I don't. And here's why. That fucking person was slender as fuck. And I know Adam Cole is slender. But he didn't look like this person had tall, the slender. neck. They look tall, slender. Yeah. Yeah. This person had a thin neck. You know what I mean? I, I think now. Here's the story. I think I'll tell you who it is. And this is what the story is. Right after this break. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I think it's Jack Perry. Oh. I think it's Jack Perry because if you go back to the four pillars match and the promo that they touched on that Darby caught uh, Jack Perry and MJF having where MJF said, you know, you could have all of this if you just give in to the death. Like he didn't say the devil, but like give in to being a devil essentially. And I think that is going to bite MJF in the ass where he said, Hey, I'm the devil. Thanks to you. Like you I, said, yeah. Yeah, like when you said it and I lost at the four pillars match and then I lost to Hook, I realized in a street fight, I lost to Hook. I realized I had to do what you said. So thank you. And then MJF is like, what the fuck did I create? Like, what did I say that Honestly, now created you know, this? You know, not for nothing. I'm not, I'm not like saying I like Jack Perry as like, a, you know, he's my guy or anything here, but like mm. out of all the, if it's, if it's not Cole, because that's easy answer and they want you to think that's easy answer. And so we're going to go another way and it's not MJF, right. Manipulating mm-hmm. Cole. Then out of all the like wild cards, then essentially Jack Perry is probably the best idea. He's the one that fits kind of loosely into the story and mm-hmm. needs something to do upon his return that would skyrocket. And peeking behind the curtain, he needs something top level because as we know, him and CM Punk got into a fight and CM Punk is gone. What If Jack Perry were to come back next, you know, at the first show in January, Jack Perry returns to action, we would be booing him or cheering him, CM Punk, CM Punk's. So we need to distract from all of that shit. So if you throw him in the the devil storyline, which is the best, biggest thing in AEW yeah. right now. It takes that heat away from him a little bit. So, uh, Jeffrey still says it better not be Jack Perry. Jack Perry would be very underwhelming. And you two can chime in and give your opinions. If you watch us on the live chat, YouTube chat, uh, I, hold it, on. It might. Well, I think I want to answer this. It, it might seem underwhelming, but it's all in the story. If he does something dastardly, does the reveal, and then we have him doing something prominent and evil moving forward, right? If he's able to then 
get a title, get a title shot, maintain some sort of power control that nobody can fucking quite underwhelm because he now has a gang of little mini devils working for him or something, right? Will he be the best actor to pull this off? Maybe not. But the but you know, we don't know. But I think it could be very overwhelming <laughs> or just whelming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the underwhelming thing, I mean, I see what you're saying in that, like him. If you told me like it's Adam Cole or it's you know Wardlow, or well, I mean Wardlow would be underwhelming too. But you get the idea. I think you know. I think it, there could be money there with the Jack Perry being the devil. Not to bring up CM Punk, but one of the most underwhelming moments to me as a wrestling fan was when Punk turned heel and clotheslined The Rock and then went on his I'm now a heel champion with Paul Heyman. And arguably, that's the best run of his career, right? When he was the heel with Heyman doing all the shit, right? Now, I'm not saying that Jack Perry will do the same thing and have the same success. What I'm saying, though, is in the moment, it might be, oh, and then in three months, you go, holy shit, isn't this Jack Perry cool as fuck? Or he's evil as shit? Because look, when we first saw the first time, another underwhelming moment, the first time Adam Cole and MJF said, shut up, Shivani. Essentially, that was just like, a, oh, fun. And now look what it is, right? Like now it's the best friendship in the history of pro wrestling. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to say. But it's it's an awesome story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, it's just Jack Perry. But let's also have the story play out. Because it could be... Uh, um, it could be the the what was that um, all out? Who was the fucking guy? Was Stokely Hathaway and the firm? Yeah, right? the firm. Yeah, it could be the firm. I'm not Big saying it Stoke. <laughs> it could be the firm, or it could be Adam Cole MGF friendship. Right? Like they've done yeah. both things. So yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm optimistic. Yeah, you know he I mean? says Jeffrey still says I agree, but do you trust them to pull it off with him? And that one's a little, you know, I, if MJF is running the story, maybe. But uh, yes, that's why. Look, go back to the Punk MJF story, which I think is a top five story of all time. It was on my top five list. That's an MJF story. Punk is just using his name. He doesn't do shit, right? He just says, "Will you be my Valentine?" Here's a dog collar match. He doesn't do anything. Well, he does that believable like. Are you really talking about me? Which was fun, but that was all MJF. So if we use Jack Perry in the punk role, but still making this about MJF, of course, MJF so, can make anything work. I think. You know, to wrap up, we've been talking about this though. You know, the, the main event match of full gear, MJF defeats Jay White. He's holding the title up. I was a little underwhelmed. We didn't even see the devil then. <laughs> like, I wanted, yeah, I wanted a up on something? the screen. Uh, yeah and then it's in yeah i wanted that i wanted that moment but we didn't get it that was the only thing that i thought was again another slight miss but not like something that i'm gonna turn the channel on you know what i mean yeah uh okay so let's keep it moving uh we will find out how this plays out Uh, another underwhelming thing though is we never see the devil again which kind of wish we did but anyhow uh next up we get six man matches in his hook Orange Cassidy and Shibata versus Hager, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker. But wait, we have a surprise. It's Danhausen. Danhausen's back. Danhausen's back. Very evil. And this is fun. I think the moment of the match is Danhausen having 
Jake Hager's hat. Love it. And then cursing him. I think he cursed him. I think he cursed his dick because Jake Hager grabbed his dick for whatever reason. Did you catch that? He went, oh, and Jake Hager would like act like he got a low blow. So that was weird. But um, it happened. I think I think this might be a keen way to get Jake Hager away mm-hmm. from those to. guys. We're, we're going to see how Anna Jay is getting herself away from these guys. She's talking about tired of losing and then all of that earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but this is the example I was talking about of the little minute storytelling where you can keep a group together for a while, but you've got to show real-world dynamics in these groups and things, right? Like there's they're ripping apart the seams here right because of random things one guy's got a girlfriend that the other guy doesn't like right the other, mm-hmm. they want one guy not to dance even though like there's all these little things over time where people weave in and out of these other storylines helps those longevity things and they've done that well with things like jericho appreciation society and even they're they're filtering out right they're telling the the slow destruction of that group right they kind of, you know what I mean? They kind of went like the whole uh, Rage Against the Machine thing. And they're like, no, nah, we're just going to replace the lead singer with a different guy and call it something different now. You know, and then they're like, yeah, this ain't working. I'll just fucking break apart. <laughs> like, yeah, but they so, won't get back together later. So, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I um, I think that, and hopefully it works, right? We'll get a little comedy bit of Dan Housen with the hat and Jake Hager and he's gone. It will get 2.0 to get a run out of this. On their own we'll see. It was, again, it served its part. Orange Cassidy gets the victory. Shibata's in there. Uh, that was fun. Hook obviously gets more ring time, so that helps him in like real world uh, experience. So good. Uh, all right, let's go backstage. Renee is with Adam Cole, and she wants to wish him a speedy recovery. And he says, I can't wait to start physical therapy because uh, he's going to be back in no time. And he's so proud of MJF accepting that match. And here comes... Adam, Adam! and the kingdom. And he's like, Hey dude, so cool of you on Saturday to help out MJF. But Friday I got dropped in my fucking head. Where were you? And Cole says, shut up. I don't know why you think I'm your best friend anymore. It's bullshit. Just get away from me. And then hobbles his way off. What do you make of this? In beautiful fashion. It's such short time. They have taken the man who charisma forgot, Roddy Strong, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. given me a thing that I just randomly chant around the house mm-hmm. <laughs> in my brain. I smile when I see him, and now I have felt sympathy for this guy because that was rude from Adam Cole. He snapped on him and embarrassed him in front of his friends. It was rude. And and roger strong had a point right i got like i don't know if you saw the spot but he legitimately got dropped on his head to where they stopped the match for a moment where were you right like obviously that was real world but like where were you could have been backstage you know so why did you now snap at him right like now is the moment when he actually really needed you not when you're asking it or he's asking you to mow the yard or whatever the fuck those (laughs) things were like this is a real thing like and now is the time now again Wink, 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 wink. Here you go. Look at this. Wink, 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 wink. If you're watching the YouTube stream, wink, 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 wink. Uh, is this the swerve to say, <sighs> well, Adam Cole and the kingdom and, you know, Roderick Strong wouldn't work together. They hate each other right now. Yeah. Or do Here, they? Yeah. 
here's the thing that again they could make it pay off and make it make sense but in today watching the the storyline the thing that still doesn't make sense is if adam cole is doing all of these things to fuck with mjf and joe were to were to be the one that beats him at world's end why the fuck would adam cole ever help samoa joe that's the part that doesn't make sense now again they could make it make sense new main event mafia baby Joe, I mean, maybe. Adam Cole, something. Roddy Strong, I guess. <laughs> and the Kingdom. Yeah, there's your tag. Or maybe team. they're not there. Maybe he thinks he's in it, and he's like, gets kicked in the face by Adam Cole. He's like, get the fuck out of here. It's kicked it's in like the a neck. Two man power trip. He gets kicked in yeah. the neck, and then we go on with the neck strong longer because he got yeah. super kicked in the neck just when he was almost oh, healed. I was right on the cusp. I was right there, and then Adam kicked me in the neck. And now he can't he say was, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he can't say. <laughs> yeah, I can't say. Yeah. yeah, it's all silent. Yes. God damn it. God damn right. it. Oh. So now let's get into Kyle O'Reilly. Jeffrey Sills says he just wrote Kyle O'Reilly. And what are you at? You're saying it's Kyle O'Reilly's the devil? That would be underwhelming. That would suck the worst. Now again, we're just talking about how Roger Strong, friend of the show, fucking Kyle horrible. <laughs> yeah, but he fucking shit on us. So fuck him. Um. Yeah, Roger Strong has no personality didn't shit oh, us. He just he, to make sure we weren't slow <laughs> yeah but shut up get over it. we're a wrestling fans you know this shit um, i don't know what his final assessment was of that either <laughs> yeah fuck him uh here, here's the thing with uh here's the difference between i think roger strong and kyle riley roger strong for his entire career was essentially the like we said the man that charisma forgot however he would say well then i'm gonna make you fucking watch these matches because he would always have a really good match right stellar matches nothing else mm-hmm. kyle riley thinks he's fucking cool because he does air guitar on a title in nxt gets the opportunity to be like okay let's something let's see what happens and looks like the fucking reject from blink 182 and can't fucking do dick so like that may be worse because he might go like I'm going to kill it, guys. This is going to be the best thing in the world. And you're talking about underwhelming. He's going to play a fucking guitar on Adam Cole's head. And everyone can be like, okay, cut a promo. And he's going to fucking piss on himself. And I don't know, sing an emo song because he's a fucking weirdo. And do like kicks. And I got a cool fight stance because one time I competed in a tournament against amateurs. I'd beat the fuck out of Kyle mm-hmm. Riley. Anyhow. Jeffrey Sills clarified. He said he just wrote him because he thought he would be in that group with Cole and Strong. So, yeah, they're doing the – they would do the uh, – essentially the Undisputed Era yeah, again right. over there. Just be the fucking whatever. <laughs> what if it was Bobby Fish? Where's yeah. the lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Where's the lie? Why did you say that twice? Yeah. Uh, that would be the best. That would be the Love best. All right. All right. Uh, let's get into what I said was, uh, again, the best um, segment of Dynamite. Christian Cage is walking out. Oh now, <laughs> we go back to full gear. We have a six-man tag, Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland versus, yeah. uh, what are they calling themselves? The Patriarchy, I think, is what their team name is. I, oh, I saw it on the- so- fucking great i didn't catch that yeah 
I saw it on the thing and I heard um uh because he's uh, the father who, figure for everybody with a dead yeah. dad. He's the patriarch. Yeah, but, he's so fucking who's great. The, uh, who's the British guy on Collision? The the heel that I think is awesome. Uh, uh are you talking oh, commentator man. or what are you, Yeah, uh, the ROH former ROH champion. Uh, uh, McGinnis. Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, I think I heard him say it a couple times too. So I think this is going to be the patriarchy, right? So they oh, lose great. to Sting, Darby this. Allen, <laughs> yeah, and okay. Adam Copeland. Didn't love that. Now but, you know, I mean, that's it's Sting's retirement tour. He's not going to lose again. Yeah. Oh, maybe and Darby Allen. Time, but yeah. Right, but and then Darby Allen's like, give some fucking credit to Sting. I thought that was interesting because it's like Sting's like the most wholesome guy. I don't know if you'd even like for you to cuss, yeah. but anyhow. Uh, side note. I watched their post-match interview. Edge, Adam Copeland, whatever you want to call him, was as happy as I've ever seen him. And he even says, he goes, I feel like a 12-year-old boy. I'm te- I'm teaming with Sting. There's Ric Flair. I've never been in this building. Yeah. I love the forum. He's like hitting the walls. He's like, and I'm with one of the craziest guys, Darby Allen. He's like, this is amazing. But then Darby Allen said, I got to get on a red eye. I'm going to go clown Mount Everest. And apparently... He's off TV for the he's next go climb month. Mount yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. So he's going to die on a mountain. Yep. Why? You know, because some people are weird and they want to die on a mountain. But that honestly is great. That Darby Allen, not that he could go die on a mountain, <laughs> <laughs> but that, <laughs> that was rude. Okay. All right. <laughs> is that he could be gone? Because we're going to mm-hmm. get the Sting retirement tour. He can be gone, right? And Sting can go do the retirement tour without having Darby there in tow. Week to week. Because week to week, right? Now, can he be involved? Could he be the foil of the final thing? Great, cool, even better if it's coming out of nowhere when we forgot about him, right? When yeah. he did not die on the side of a mountain. Um, fingers crossed, right? Knock on fake wood, all right? Um, yeah. So, yes, and fine, right? I knew that was going to happen. Now, it does look like, again, Darby's going to go away. Adam Copeland is going to focus in on Christian Cage, and Sting gets to go have the Sting retirement tour with Ric Flair hanging around for some odd reason. And, oh, uh, that's we'll going to pay where this goes. Yeah, that's going to pay off. That's so, going to pay off. Interesting. And, yeah, man into into Dynamite where Christian Cage yeah, comes so, out. Oh, my God. So Christian Cage oh says, God. hey. Oh, I'm a champion. I'm a <laughs> yeah. champion. I'm, you know, gracious I'm in victory, great. humble in defeat. Mm-hmm. Side note, though, I didn't lose that match. Nick Wayne didn't lose this match. Right. Luchasaurus lost this match. Luchasaurus, take a knee. I found it interesting. Like, taking a knee, what, what, I don't know. It's not the most disrespectful thing, so I found it weird that it would be such a thing. Say bow down, get, right? Yeah, so. get on your knees. But right. even Taz says he's like, a coach will tell you to take a knee all the time. Like it was like, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Anyhow, but that's just splitting hairs. So take your knee. And he doesn't necessarily want to. So he's and he takes a knee. And Christian Cage says, the name Luchasaurus is a loser name. Loser. That is not going to be your name anymore. You are going to be a finisher. You are my you are finisher. Be, you are my yeah. finisher. You are you will be called Kill Switch now, Tim. I teased this to you earlier, before recorded. This is when I almost called you. I swear to God, 
I swear to God, before he said kill switch, I thought yeah. he was going to say his real name. Yeah, I, I know. thought we were going to get, the, 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 I'm a dinosaur! oh, we still can oh. though. Oh, we still can because so he can be kill switch. They can change a mask. It's not a, a dinosaur mask that there may or may not be in a lawsuit about. So then he becomes kill switch. It's not Luchasaurus, but then without him having to show his face still behind a mask, if he doesn't want his face out, then it can be like, you're not a kill switch. I don't even know what that is. You're a dinosaur. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not a dinosaur. I'm a kill switch. You know, they're like, no, you're not. I'm no, a dinosaur. No, no, no. I'm a dinosaur. No, no, no. Not that. No, 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 you, no, 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 no. Uh, almost. This is what you do. You, you have Christian Cage say that, right? You're not yeah. a kill. You're not a finisher. You're not kill switch. I don't even know what you are anymore. You're just, and I don't know what his name is. Let's just say it's Seth. Austin. You're it's Seth. Austin. Oh, you're Austin Creed, right? This is that's someone. Yeah, uh, but it's Austin something. I know that. Yeah, uh, maybe you're Austin, but it's Austin something. Let's say his name is Austin Creed. Your name is Austin Creed, and then that's when Tim he says, "I am not Austin Creed. I'm a dinosaur." And then it's fucking yes. Oh my god, you're not killing. You're a man. You're just a shitty tall. Yeah. loser man your name is austin name austin it's fucking yeah. austin everybody knows that you're on a shitty big brother show that nobody watched you're yeah. austin you are a human being <laughs> like a you're loser not a, you're human not a being yeah, yeah you're a loser nothing but a fan in the crowd that's who you uh -huh. are what are you nothing but a normal man right and you're like smacks him in the no. face paint yeah. Brushing him. <laughs> yeah paint brushing him and then that's when he I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> and then you have a choke slam them, right? Choke slam them. Uh, now, it. I don't know how this would logistically work, but this is what you do. You have him choke slam them. And like you said, he's in a different mask. He's in a gladiator mask, right? Whatever. And then he pulls out the old green Luchasaurus mask, dips into the corner, puts it on. I'm a dinosaur. And we all fucking chant it. Oh, my God. The caveat I is a fucking wall man. The caveat is maybe you can't legally use the dinosaur mask. Fuck anymore. that person. Gone. Yeah, fuck that person. It's the coolest. That would be the coolest thing. But back to this. All right. All right so that's the yes. minor part of what goes on here. Oh. God, I thought though. I thought that was the thing. That was gonna be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Okay. So uh he says, because he is uh, he basically, he's like, I'm rechristening you, for lack of a better term. So then he says, Luchasaurus, you're not Luchasaurus, you're Kill Switch. Then he looks to Nick Wayne, and Nick Wayne just goes, oh, on one knee, okay, yep, all right. And he's like, no, 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 no. You did yeah. not do that. Yeah. <sighs> you're so a winner. He does. Hey, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. a winner. I see, a, I see, you are me. I see, you know, everything that I was going to name him Nick Cage for a second. <laughs> but then he goes, you are going to be known now as the prodigy Nick Wayne, which if you're an MMA fan, that's BJ Penn, but whatever. Um, you're the prodigy John Cena. Nick Wayne. Oh, he's the prototype. Oh, that's what he was. Yeah, he was there you the go. Prototype. That's right. And so uh, he goes, you're the prodigy. And as he's saying this, you see a woman running from the back down to the ring. It's Nick Wayne's mom. He's like, what is your mom doing here? <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is your mom doing here? <laughs> yeah. And he lays into her, right? He says, man, could have been better if you were a better mom. Instead, you make $40,000 a year. You're a, a waitress. Why don't you go back to Denny's because that's where you belong, right? Your shift starts tonight at Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nick Wayne, to his credit, 
is grinning the entire time, like playing into the heel thing, which is good because yeah. you don't want him conflicted right now, right? Because if he's conflicted, then it doesn't make it. But like he's like, yeah, mom, you fucking suck, right? Uh, he's and the golden he boy. Into like, right. Yeah. And then he, uh, Christian Cage, goes into the like, I'm a better dad. Your husband died. He's a loser, right? All that stuff. And uh, as he's saying this, cutting her down, I think that's when he's like, go back to your, go to your shift luchasaurus kill switch whatever we're calling him enters Stands in and in stops way. and it's like hey fucking Stop cut this. the shit yeah, now a bitch. Yeah. here's a little bit of a something i i think they needed to do a, just a touch better christian christian cage then looks at uh luchasaurus i'm gonna just keep calling luchasaurus until they say otherwise and he goes don't make me take your mask off and show everyone yeah. why you wear that because you're so hideous now maybe that's the thing that switched but it wasn't necessarily like explicitly told to us because he yeah. smacks him luchasaurus goes into nick he wayne's mom yeah yeah but it goes into nick wayne's mom mm. nick wayne's mom falls down and this is where it's like and then all of a sudden luchasaurus is fine with a potential chair shot to this lady's head don't <laughs> tell her to go to denny's yeah he didn't look further cool. conflicted it's one thing if he knows like i can't Fucking, right. he's gonna something. make me show my face which again it's weird because if you thought you could physically stop christian from doing something wrong how do you think christian's gonna make you show your face to the world you know what i mean like, right now maybe he thinks it's be, a two i have on pictures one. i don't know anyway well yeah, two on where one, i thought they could have right. yeah that's where i thought a, a better thing could have been is when he goes don't make me show you or you know show this crowd start your to face. do it well but then nick wayne kind of stands next to christian cage and luchasaurus does a yeah fuck it's too long or just one, start to right? do it Something. like start grabbing on his mask and like you know corner him yeah and be like okay 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 all right, right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, that fine, would fine, be good fine, to, fine, yeah right yeah well because yeah. then that's actually a great idea because then he could be in the corner like, like fastening it sulking, twice and stuff yeah like and, and not even scared. paying attention yeah mm -hmm. not even paying attention because christian cage then tells nick wayne hey go get some chairs homie we're gonna mm -hmm. fuck your mom up <laughs> okay <laughs> he does oh. it he's all happy about it too he's like yeah let's do it do do and then classic pro wrestling got to hit the music first. Adam Copeland's music hits. And that's not his fault. That's just a classic pro wrestling thing. Yeah. His music hits. Adam Copeland doesn't do a Jeff Hardy and dances. He actually runs down and he's like, get the fuck out of here. He spears. Like the smoke comes. He's over here. He's over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so he takes out Luchasaurus. He takes out takes out Nick Wayne. Uh, Luchasaurus gets out of the ring. Christian runs out as soon as Adam comes out. And this is Tim. Here's a little detail. I got a prediction. Then Adam Copeland says, well, I got Nick Wayne here and here's two chairs. This little fucker's been a pain in my ass since I've been here day one. We're going to take his ass out and send a message to Christian. So then he puts a chair underneath his head, and then he grabs the chair, and the mother is in the corner, not doing anything to stop it, which, okay, but she looks like she's in mm, she's high weary. stress. She's weary, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And waboom, we get the chair shot to the head. Now, Tim, I responded to Jonathan Stone, because mm. he was like, isn't that weird that uh, something like Nick Wayne like luchasaurus wouldn't stop um the mother from getting hit and then the mother wouldn't stop her own son getting hit right 
I think. I think it's fucking. It's a professional wrestler that was about to hit her son. Right. She didn't go stop it. Yeah. Well, Tim, I think. I think she joins the Patriots. Oh, she hundred percent does. She one hundred percent does, and it's because she was down pissed at, at like Edge, right? So Edge is gonna, she's going to be on Edge's side. She's going to be like, he's going to be like, I'm going to get your boy back for you, and then at the right and, moment, it's going to be the Kansas City cunt punt. Well, and there's been some sexual tension as he keeps saying that it could have been different. You could have answered. She's going to make out with Christian right in the middle of the ring over Edge's lifeless body, and it's going to be oh, it's going to be best awesome. television. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And Nick Wayne's going to be watching it. Like, he's going to be like, (laughs) my mom's in the fold. Yeah. Because the way I would do it is if you go back to that six man, one of the things that we didn't get a payoff on was Adam Copeland and Christian Cage Mm. wrestling. They never touched. Right. So I would keep doing this. Christian runs as soon as Adam comes out. I would get to the point before world's in right the week before two weeks before because you got to have a payoff of why she did it but you get them finally face to face adam grabs his head he rears back and then she's behind and ovarian delight and then concerto to edge and then that's when he stands like he has to stand over him like oh yeah legit not not like behind, over yeah. over him yeah and they got a tongue like just sloppy and right then, just. Yeah. and i would have nick wayne chris jericho style when he returned and like uh kept on no like he was a heel but he was like Come yeah on, yeah everyone. yeah like, yeah just I like oh just, yeah. <laughs> try to high five the fan smile yeah yeah pointing yeah, yeah. And then, like running Doing around the, like, the ring, thumbs back at what's going on back there. Yeah, high fiving. Oh, if you could put a, he's got to give the like Scott Hall over the head arm point, you know. Well, yeah, and then if you could have a plant in the crowd, I would have him run and take someone's phone and then start doing <laughs> selfies with that fan's phone, <laughs> with, like the three of them. You're like, that's yeah, so good. Christian making out with his mom in the thing. And then he just oh, the the this is what we were saying though with pro wrestling like this is where they missed the boat sometimes where it became you know people's champ versus the authority everywhere you went in every pro wrestling organization and we lost our way of like this is the, the soap opera stuff right the like backstabbing the who's with who it's like in no way in real life should any story involve the kid mom <laughs> making out with christian and it's great <laughs> Love it. I hope we get this. I hope we get this. I hope we get this. I do, too. I do, too. All right, let's keep it moving here. Uh, We get next up, Matt Menard is pissed off, and they're backstage, and Anna Jay's like, hey, this is about me. Fucking cut the shit. Support me. And as soon as she's like, we're all in this together, right? Parker gets a phone call, and it's Ruby Soho. And she's like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, what? What? No, 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 no. And then she walks off. Yeah. And then he's like, but the phone's still ringing. And I guess answers it and then walks off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Next up, let's keep it moving because let's get here pretty quick here. The second match in the Continental Classic, excuse me, is uh, Roosh. I got the hiccups here. Versus Switchblade Jay White. And Jay White lost the main event. 
at full gear. So he wins here. Low blow. How you doing? Tell your dad I said hello. And he moves on. He advances. Fine. Then let's get into what I thought was the second best segment of the night. Not interesting, but best. After the match, Jay White wins. And then we go to commercial. We come back and RJ City and Renee are up on the top of the stage. And they said they're here to present the women's championship. And they present it like it's an award. And they say, and the AEW World Women's World Champion goes to a timeless Tony yeah. Storm. And she's in the crowd. <laughs> goes to black <laughs> and white. She's shocked. Uh-huh. Goes up the ramp. Loses a shoe. So now she's barefoot. And goes up. Thanks, uh, Renee and RJ City. Mariah, Maria, Mariah, Mariah May comes out with the title. She grabs it. She says, oh, I I didn't have anything prepared. Puts on glasses, grabs a speech that was written. The crowd is chanting speech. And then she goes, I want to first thank Mr. Anthony Kahn. Uh, And then she goes, I also want to thank uh, uh, someone, uh, Warner, like whoever owned Warner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack Warner, I think it was, yeah, yeah. who I think probably died in the 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, she's like, um, this is her, what I wrote this down. She goes, this is her spot. You will never take it or make it. So stay in school. Maybe get a trade. Like, <laughs> I thought yeah. that was great. Yeah. Uh, and then she said, cue the standing ovation. <laughs> That's another great touch. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. Yeah, and she defeated Sheeta uh, at uh, mm-hmm. Full Gear for this title. Katie, First Lady, she chimed in on Tweet the Table. She says, I don't like that Sheeta has had another short title reign, but Tony Storm has been killing it with this character, and it makes sense with whatever is going to happen with her and Mariah May going forward. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And yes, the the one caveat I would change here, the one thing is when she's announced as the winner, like, she's not shocked. She's, uh... Of course. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's another one. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, that would my be, adoring yeah. fans, right? Like, she knew yeah. what's up. Of course she's winning this, right? The thing that I got the most upset about is that's the same section we would have been in if they would have done this in Independence. And I was like, fuck, right? man. that would have, yeah. I would have been sitting next to her, you know? Anyhow. Yeah. That's just a, but I, this was all done great, though. Like, we said that, like, she should have an acceptance speech for this, and it was done perfectly good stuff fantastic and still can never saying tony khan it's mr anthony khan he's the head of the studio yeah Yeah. (laughs) handing a script when she had her magic collision handing a script to the person she wrestled Uh, at the at the pay-per-view she ripped up the script against sheeta i think that's Um, perfect one of the things too is like she was like I think Anthony Khan, and then like she like named one of the person. They started like playing the music, and she was like, "Yeah, no, yeah." She's like, "No, no, 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 I'm not done. no, no." Yeah, that yeah. was fun too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, so a fantastic segment all around. Home run. The match was fun with the the I guess ashtray in her hip that took out Sheeta, which was obvious. That, you know, yeah. I get it. The ref wasn't supposed to see it. Yeah. Fun, silly. It was good. It fits the character, right? And for Sheeta, here's the thing. I have always been a proponent that we need to be a little bit more outside the box thinking with our groups. 
Case in point, I think the fallout of the Jericho Appreciation Society is more interesting because it's 2.0 Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, and Anna J. It's not all dudes. So what I would do is with Don Callis's strong connections in Japan, he gets in the ear of Hikaru Shida, and now we've got Don Callis cutting promos in the women's division, and wouldn't that fucking rule? Or a mean-spirited, ready-to-bloody-you-up Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Who can give you a great match with anyone. She's proven that oh, part. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, can beat the fuck out of some people and will do it yes. because Don Callis told her to. Exactly. So interjecting Don Callis into the women's division and it making sense because he already has Takeshita. He already goes to Japan. We know all of these some things. Some of the creepy things he can say to these would-be oh. opponents for Shida. Oh. oh, and just... Yeah, he could like put his hand, you know, down. Uh, uh, yeah, he'd just be a creep. Love it. Oh, he's always Love looking it. them up and down. Always. Yeah. Be just the worst person. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I would think with Sheeta, but that's how I'm writing it. We'll see what happens. Now, going back to this uh, segment here, she says, cue the standing ovation. And then, Tim, I'm just going to say it. Sky Blue comes out, interrupts, and she ain't it. Brother, she ain't it. Yep. She had her match at full gear, triple threat, her champion at the time, Chris Statlander, and then now new champion, Julia Hart. And they had promos going into this. And this was when I was like, hey, maybe I'm being a little bit too hard on Sky Blue because to be completely transparent, I don't think she's ever cut a promo. I don't think I've ever heard her talk, right? So what does she have to say? Fucking nothing, man. She sucks. Like, yeah, I, this feels like the women's divisions version of action Andretti where somebody was like, mm-hmm. wow, they cheered for her. They must like her, put her out there. And they're like, guys, there was a thing they liked about her <laughs> in that moment. And it wasn't yeah, the character, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's not her arm drag takedown. You know what I mean? Like she wrestles like she's in mud and she talks like she has peanut butter stuck to the roof of her mouth. Like, it's just, I get it. Some people think she's highly attractive. Neat. She is fine. Whatever. Whatever you like. I don't care. That's not my point. She ain't it, dog. She ain't it. She is Wardlow to me. I get it. Appearance makes sense. Ah. Ah. No. So anyhow, uh, as mentioned, at full gear, Julia Hart, though, becomes your champion. Uh, as Chris Statlander hits her finisher and then she pushes Chris Statlander off and then pins Sky Blue, Julia Hart, TBS champ. We shall see what happens because that's another one. I, I just really thought we were getting Sky Blue into the Julia Hart fold of things, right? Like that's where I thought we were going. Like you said, let's get a women's faction going of, you know, dark, spooky characters. Because now if you're telling me Julia Hart's the champion, but Sky Blue is also a dark character, but doing her own thing, like... You guys don't what? got enough to have, like, Kane and The Undertaker and The Brood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, you don't got enough going on over there to pull this off. I agree. I agree here. Um, but in this, Sky Blue comes out. Then we go to commercial. We come back. Anna Jay walks out. Ruby Soho rock, walks out. Long story so- short, 2.0 is out there. Angela Parker, uh, Ruby Soho have a little thing. The entire time, Soraya and Matt Menard are like, don't let this happen, which I think they should fuck. That should be the swerve. I think Angela Parker 
and Ruby Soho have some type of like, hey, I guess it just didn't work out. They get into a fight. They walk away from each other. Soraya and Matt Menard are like, so what's up? And then Soraya can just go, Omega now. And then that's it. That's what I would do. A team of Matt Menard and Soraya going around fucking with people just, just being heels would be you want a taste TV. you want yeah. a taste yeah and saray is like he said do you uh, want a oh taste oh my god because yeah. she's yeah she's loud she knows how oh, to oversell in pro wrestling yeah like oh i want this now yeah on a two yeah. person power trip you know what i mean mm-hmm. like just matt menard and saray uh, yeah because ruby stuff. soho objectively and i'm sorry if you disagree but whatever she's not good she's another one she oversells everything is that what's the best moment of my life fucking is the yeah worst. you know people always do the head shaking right like aj styles used to and, be bad at this where like everything's the head nod right? yeah yeah. The, yeah well and everything Little in the ring D-Lo. when yeah and everything in the ring when you know someone kicks out it's the most astonishing thing that's ever happened it's like it's every fucking match with you, idiot. Like, how are you shocked still? But anyhow, yeah. so Ruby Soho sucks. Fire three and a, get her out. Three point seven two near falls a match yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, send her to TNA because I don't want her in AEW. That's in my opinion. Play the music. Don't have her. Um, but yeah, I would think the swerve would be Matt Menard. There, look, Angela Parker is great. I do like Angela Parker, but Matt Menard and Soraya, That's the couple I want to see. But we'll see. That is good stuff. Um, so anyhow. Angela Parker and her have a moment. They're distracted. Anna Jay then gets fucking distracted from that. And Sky Blue wins. Here's another thing about Sky Blue sucking. Here it is, Tim. I don't know if you caught this. So Sky Blue gets the victory. And the story is uh, Matt Menard and Angela Parker are then like, hey, man, stop talking to Ruby Soho. They go into the ring. Anna Jay then is perplexed of how the fuck did you not have my back while they're trying to tell that story, Tim sky blues, dumbass is like, I won. I'm on the apron. Look at me. And it's like, move. They're telling again, the story behind you. And again, I thought you were dark and like, you like, you're not supposed yeah. to be all like fucking. Well, and I get like, it. I don't know what... She's from Chicago because that's one thing I caught that she said. She goes, I'm home. It's like, you're not punk. No one fucking cares. But apparently they do. I don't know. Chicago's a weird town. They also did the what chant during one of these promos. And I was like, I thought you guys were an A plus town. That's a yeah. D level shit. The one pin or the one thing I'll put a pin on this is I don't want necessarily the 2.0 guys to break up. No, no. <sighs> But that's what I'm saying. What in my mind, how I am envisioning it, I'll grab the pen again as the if you're watching YouTube, you always know what this means. Yeah. Uh, when I grab this, how I envision it is Angelo Parker and Ruby Soho have a fight. They then go off camera. Matt Menard and Soraya go like, what's up? And maybe they kiss, whatever. But then Matt Menard's like, hey man. I know that I told you relationships and wrestling are bad, but I think I, I want to taste, you know? And then Angela Parker can be like, I get it, but be careful. So it's never a thing where like they hate each other. It was just like a, oh, I, I learned my this. lesson. No, You're going to have to learn it. yours. No, I love this. All right. So we still do the Matt Menard and Saraya thing, but how we get there is 
Parker and Ruby are still getting more serious. And Menard's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, this and this and that, right? And, like, like you know, the, the, it's becoming tense. But at the same time, the Soraya Matt Menard thing starts to pick up, right? And he's like, you know, like, kind of that thing. Like, Parker walks off as him and Menard are having a fight. And Soraya is left standing there. Ruby goes to console, uh, you know, Parker. And, and then Soraya's like, oh, it'll be okay. You know, like, rubbing his shoulders and stuff. And that's how they get together. And so they just kind of make this thing like, all right, man, maybe we should just take a break from the tag team, right? You're in a relationship. I'm in a relationship. We'll go do our thing. They go do their thing. And then and the the women start becoming the heels in those. They start fucking with them. And then we get a reunification of 2.0 as faces because, like, they both break out of toxic relationships to be back together. They want to start hanging out again, right? Like, maybe we should, yeah. like, old times, go hang out, play some video games. You want to taste? And they're like, you can't do that today. We've, we've got – We've got to go pick up the fucking, you know, the oh. groceries, the whatever. Like, oh, okay, okay, all right, right. Like, yes, yeah. yes, there you're driving the wedge between the guys. And then we get a reunification. Yeah. They're both like, get out of here, get the, lost, toots. Yeah, and the Love little it. things that they could do is he gets the 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 comb that's a knife, you know, and he, he flicks it out, and Ruby's like, we don't do that, and, like, makes him put it yeah. away, you know. And then, yeah, uh, Matt Menard's like, you want a taste? And she's like, don't say that. that you want a match. We don't say yeah. – no one knows what a taste means. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, they changed them up, right? Match? They're all like – Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Some, well, like watered-down versions of themselves eventually. Yeah. yeah. All in nice, respectable clothes. <laughs> and the way you – yeah. And, oh, dude, yes, I love this. Because then the way they come back together – is you find a, some way that they're in the ring, all that stuff. The women are like, you guys are losers, right? And then they're like standing in the ring together. And then Matt Menard grabs that comb that's the knife and he flicks it he out it, just hands and it hands it to Angelo Parker. And, he... and Angelo Parker, <laughs> yes! <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's how you do it. Oh, and then we're the fucking... fucking... Yeah! Yes! yes. <laughs> Whatever it is, right. Yeah, that'd be great. Love that okay, idea. Uh, let's get back on track here. Um, okay, next up. We are coming up with solid Lord. gold today. The episodes alone on here, we've booked months worth of programming for right. you, Tony. Got him. I know you're watching. We got you are. Yeah. I'm going to drive this. Call yourself Theo, but I know. I know. If I you know. Do, I'm going to find your fucking house if Luchasaurus <laughs> says I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> I will get on your yacht, whatever. We, the yeah, fuck we it are is. owed money. We are <laughs> owed money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, backstage, Wardlow. For whatever fucking reason, doing curls, facing a truck. That's what he's doing. And then Renee interviews him. Let's say that again. Backstage, Wardlow is doing curls, facing a loading truck. Which is where people work. Yeah. You've worked in the MMA world for years, right? Didn't the guys take their weights before a match, by the way, just go lift some weights? Outside, like by the loading dock, happened all the time. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, what the fuck was this? Because if you're going to do that, you fucking attention to detail, dum dums, have, because I know it's wrapped, he's there somewhere, have him doing the curls where he's facing MJF on the truck, right? He could be doing the curls, looking at the wrapped truck where MJF's big ass head is there and then be like, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to fuck. And that would make more sense instead of doing curls by a loading truck. Anyhow, Renee straight up says, hey, what are we waiting for? Like, come on. 
And he goes, my time is my time. And the downfall of the devil is going to happen when I want. And AR Fox goes, hey, 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 I get what you're saying. Shut up. I did that with Darby. And Wardlow's like, I don't need your advice. And headbutts him. Credits him. He does then sell the headbutt. I did like that. He's like, oh, that would kind of hurt. Little detail that I liked. But, ooh. Again, should have been Sean Spears, not AR Fox. Yeah. This right? worries me. The continued hanging around of Wardlow worries me that he's the devil. No, 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 no. No. Theo Tim. said, uh, you want to come by my house? Fine. Come bring your PCs and I'll fix them up so you can get better stream quality. I told him that's a great idea. Thanks, Tony Khan. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Pay for it. Uh, we'll fly out there. Um, give me, yeah, give me a plane ticket, first class, and yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there in a heartbeat. I'll skip Thanksgiving, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Turkey's bullshit. Um, yeah, first class. I think pre-boarding, all that. Yeah. So this is what I think happens with Wardlow. You want to hear it? I'm not booking this, but this is what I think happens. Wardlow's hanging out. And he's going to beat up AR. Wardlow. <laughs> I still think we should do Sean Spears Wardlow. That's my thought. Whatever. But we're buying time is what I'm getting to, right? By the time Wardlow is ready to pounce, I believe by somehow, I don't know how yet, by somehow, MJF is the heel. MJF will go heel. Sooner rather than and later. And then Wardlow is. And then it's the downfall of the devil. Wardlow. And he's a baby face again. Yeah. That's what I think they're going to. That Look, that's what I think they are going to do. I don't think that's what I would do. I want I Wardlow to be the actual Tasmanian devil. I just want him more running around, you know, Wardlow. <laughs> just busting through stuff. Because that would be better than this. This sucks. Well, it has potential, but I have no faith because it's Wardlow. So what if, like, Wardlow, like he said, he's watching. The problem is the devil is doing this, too, and now so is is Samoa Joe because you could have Wardlow watching. Here's a cool thing you could do. Wardlow's watching, watching, watching. Everybody's getting to MJF. He's still running around, can't make it. MJF's getting his ass kicked left and right, you know, in the back, right, because people are after him. And finally Wardlow is, you know, around. But, like, when it comes to the moment, Wardlow's like, Fuck, dude, you got enough fucking pride. You know what I mean? Like, just like fucking, you know what I mean? Feels a little sympathy and maybe helps him take out a motherfucker, right? And then, like, MJF and Wardlow are like, all right, fine. And then Wardlow's like, I mean, we're not cool like that, but like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just fucking, you know what I mean? And just like lets him be. Well, Tim, let's have a little bit more fun with that idea since we're having so much fun with ideas here. Mm -hmm. What if Adam Cole is still injured, right? Like, legitimately, Adam Cole is still injured. Mm -hmm. So you do that exact same thing. Wardless. Hey man, look, I feel bad for you, but fuck off. Right. Yeah. The next week MJF comes out and it's like all of this turmoil, all of these things. And the person I never considered to be on my side, Wardlow got me through this moment. And then he says, MJF says, Hey, Adam Cole can't defend these tag titles. These ring of honor tag titles. Want to be my partner? And Wardlow's like, man, fuck. All right, I guess. And uh, then we have them the as tag. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, exactly. Hey, I remember your paychecks. Then you could even flip the whole Adam Cole's like, I thought we were friends. He'd be like, yeah, but you said we could have mm-hmm. multiple friends. And be like, yeah, but like, I, he'd be like, yeah, but you got friends with Ronnie. He'd be like, I just told him we're not friends anymore. And he'd be like, oh, 
why'd you do that? You should go talk to him. Make a, you know what I mean? Like, flip yeah. it. Now Adam Cole's like, you motherfucker? Like, I thought we were, you know what I mean? Like, we were, yeah. yeah. And now, it's Wardlow that, like, that you're picking? You yeah, can't trust Wardlow, him. that dude? He was going to beat you up, dude. Don't trust yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, let's get into the main event here. Fun with uh, ideas. That's, yeah. That's the title. Call it <laughs> yeah. that. Fun with ideas. Fun with ideas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we get into the main event that has an overage or overtime. This which is kind of cool, but it's John Mock, John Moxley, Mark Briscoe. Two you of the know best. What we missed about the women's match, by the way. What? Huh? It was oh, it's right time before. Right it before the main right event. Before the main event, we missed it. Ah, damn it. Anyway, damn it. We're coming All up right. too many so anyways, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was so late. Like you're saying, there wasn't overrun because it was so late. I was starting to think, I was like, oh, did they put the women in the main event? And then, of course, they didn't. No, they <laughs> didn't. <laughs> what do you think? It was Brent Baker wrestling? <laughs> um, all right. So we get two of the fan favorites here. John Moxley taking on Mark Briscoe. Uh, kind of put themselves in a little bit of a hole because we love both of these guys. Uh, Mark Briscoe, oddly enough, the only one to bleed, not John Moxley. They even brought that up on commentary. And... Fun, 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 fun. John Moxley was going. Yeah. No, no harm, no foul. Perfect, perfect. They even shake hands at the end to say they respect each other yeah. and they go their separate ways. Yeah. Now, Tim. Yeah, nobody bet their early. money on uh, on Briscoe here. We Mark thought Briscoe. this was yeah. Yeah, this is exactly where it was going. Yeah. So I uh, put a pin in it earlier. Let's review it now. Here is the Continental Classic and how it ends. Ready for this? Oh, yeah. Okay world's end for the continental classic title the new japan strong title and the ring of honor heavyweight championship it is from the gold right gold the gold bracket john moxley and from the blue bracket it's eddie kingston because eddie kingston's not gonna fucking lose his title in the first pool it has to be yeah. the payoff that he loses the fucking championship. In the final right? match. Yeah. In the final match. And who is he going to lose yeah, it to? Yeah, because what they didn't say was, they didn't say, this is on the line, and at the end, the winner gets his. It's He's defending it every time. So he's got to win time. every fucking match. Exactly. Yeah. If they would have said, winner gets it currently during this tournament, Eddie Kingston is no longer your heavyweight champion or New Japan strong yeah, champion. Suspended for the moment. Yeah. That's a different story, but the final, actually, I even think now that you described how the uh, tournament works, I think before the final, Eddie Kingston beats Brian Danielson. That's how I think he nice. gets to the pay-per-view. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I think it's great. And yes, uh, we didn't hit on that because that kind of happened. I think a full gear too. Um, yeah. That announcement. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So now it, it brings up the question. It's like, okay, so forever, forever, like moving forward, the ROH world championship and the new Japan strong open way champion are the same title or like they're defended at the same time. Like how do these triple crown things work? Because this other thing is a yearly thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I don't know how this continental classic thing works, right? This is how I think it works. And I'm just, here it is. I, this is how I think it, I don't even know if this is how I book it. This is just how I think it works. Eddie Kingston continually says, I'm defending both. He clarifies that point. Yep. He says, I'm not just doing this. I'm doing. So the insinuation He's essentially merge those that, titles anyway. Yeah. Right. But what the insinuation is, is that he could do one or the other. He doesn't have right. to do both. Right. So I think what we're going to get my, my thought, 
John Moxley beats Eddie Kingston for all three championships. John okay. Moxley's the guy. Triple Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Kingston goes into despair. We get fun Eddie Kingston, self-doubt. Eventually going to MJF and Eddie Kingston for the title. Side note. Um, John Moxley loses some, again, I don't know how, but like he will lose the New Japan title in New Japan. I think they will say, we may have too many fucking titles here. So we may do a merging of the title, Continental Classic, an international champion, Orange Cassidy, winner takes all, merging this shit together. And then there's that. And then he could yeah. be the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion to get you to buy fucking pay-per-views. Because side note, guess who's at Ring of Honor now? Not official, but did you see the news? Nope. Ronda Rousey made her oh i did see her yeah you think that's like a thing or she just did a thing is she gonna be there or is she just like making the rounds i think she did a how is this perceived right and then i think tony khan said well if you did one you want to do the pay-per-view here's the check and i think at that pay-per-view eddie kingston's the best wrestler ever right i'm not saying but from a pay-per-view buys and interest level I think John Moxley as your champion is a little bit stronger than Eddie Kingston. So then Eddie, so then John Moxley is your champion at that pay-per-view and we got all the stars hanging out in ring of honor. Book it. All right. So that was dynamite, right? That was dynamite, Tim. And let's yeah. Special program alert because I want you guys to all watch the fun shit Saturday at six o'clock in the one true time zone. We have a special episode of Rampage, then followed by two hours of Collision. So you get three hours on a Saturday. So if you don't want to see your family, watch some wrestling. Who wants to see that? Um, Then let's do the quick hits on things we may have missed on AW Full Gear. We did get ROH World Championship Eddie Kingston defeating Jay Lethal to retain in the zero hour. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Come on. Claudio Castagnoli defeating Buddy Matthews as he should in the zero hour. ROH World Tag Team Championships were on the line because MJF did solicit the help of Samoa Joe to defeat the Guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Sting, Darby Allen, Adam Copeland defeating Christian Cage, Nick Wayne, and Luchasaurus. AW International Championship Orange Cassidy defeating John Moxley. We talked about that. Timeless Tony Storm won the AW Women's World Championship over at Karoshita. The World Tag Team Championship Ladder Match, which is another one you predicted wrong, but yeah. I got right. Ricky Starks and Big Bill defeating FTR and... La Faction Ignobernat nailed it. And the Kings LFI. of the Black Throne. Yeah, LFI. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Ricky Starks and Big Bill. That's who, out of those groups right now, that's who, who should wear the belts. Side note, one thing that was actually really funny, and I'll send you the clip, uh, uh, the YouTube video. In legit real, he didn't, I don't think, knew. Uh, Ricky Starks found out in real time that Big Bill and Lexi Nair are engaged, and he <laughs> thought that was the cutest thing in the world. He's like, real? And then they do an interview with her, and it's after he finds out that moment, and he's talking about, I forget what, like, oh, yeah, we're good champions. By the way, I know staging, and when you talk uh, on staging, you always go stage right first, but you always go to Big Bill. Why is that? And he legitimately does not know that uh, Ricky's going to say that. And he has the most boyish 12-year-old I got caught kissing a girl look where he's like, ooh. And she's even like, 
Why are we talking about? It's cool. I like it. They're That's fun. Funny. They're fun. I like, I like them. Together. That is fun. Um, uh, let's see. We talked about uh, Julia Hart defeating Statlander and Sky Blue for the TBS Championship. Sort of Strickland defeating Hangman, Texas Deathmatch. MJF defeated Jay White in the main event, but we did not talk about the Golden Jets defeating the Young Bucks. The Golden Jets get the World Tag Team Title spot. They were they quickly got disposed of in the back by uh, Absolute and Ricky Big Bill. and Big Bill. Um, the Young Bucks did they do a Chris Jericho troll job with the uh, with the uh, temper tantrum at the end there, like hitting the chair on the ring, and then the, was that WCW to emulate that? Was that, what that was? Chris yeah. Jericho, one million percent. Yeah. Uh, but the story cool. there is they're pissed at, at um, Kenny at uh, Kenny for making them go through all this. Basically, the other story that I think if you take a step back and if you're an AEW historian is uh, the Young Bucks can't beat Kenny with a partner because mm. arguably the greatest tag team match of all time. All thing. Kenny Omega and is, fill in the blank. <laughs> it, well, is Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page beating the Young Bucks? Yeah. And then you fast forward. That's and what now I mean. It's Kenny yeah. Omega and Chris Jericho. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's so yeah, their kryptonite is Kenny Omega and whoever. <laughs> Kenny Omega. And that's what it should person. be. Yeah. Yeah. They should. They again, not next week, but let's he say start doing that. He could be like, I've beaten you with every partner. You can just start naming partners and I'll beat you. And they'll name a partner and he beats them with them. And then they name another partner and he beats them with. They start going like, God damn. They're like, fucking Hornswoggle. All right. They bring in Hornswoggle. He wins. Right. Like, just fucking well, do it. Yeah. That would be a fun payoff because if you turn if you turn Kenny heel back to where he was, 69 me Don, that Kenny Omega, which was the best. If he says something like that where he's like, come on, young bucks, just who what do you want? What do you want? And then they go, Cutler. It's you and Cutler versus us. And Cutler's like, the fuck? I can beat you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The they're fuck? Like, no, you can't. Yeah. yeah. And they're and you just have Kenny you can even see Omega be like, fuck, right? But be like, all right, no, we got it. We got it. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, we're fine. Yeah. Oh, and if you wanted to have a build, you could do MJF Adam Cole workout style montages with Kenny Omega and Cutler. And that <laughs> oh, would they would awesome. lean into that so much. It was oh, so that good. would be great. Yeah, that was fun with ideas. We yeah. have so much fun with ideas. We would like you to join along and have fun with ideas as Tom drinks vodka out of a milk jug over there. And this is where we get all the fun with ideas for this show. So is come it back water? Who knows? We'll never know. Sure is peeling the paint off the walls over there in the studio. But hey, come back with us next week for some more fun with ideas on the next episode of the Spanish announce table. The Spanish announce table. <laughs> <laughs>